0: okay
1: hello family and friends welcome to another talks with lim lee i'm your host i'm lim i'm a software engineer and my sidekick is
2: emmett I'm, I'm emmett i'm a realtor here in las vegas uh hello good people of the world and lim's family and friends welcome back to the show we're also happy to have renee back for is this a third appearance
1: third appearance
2: three time in renee what's what's your story
3: so hey I'm Renee, y'all. I'm an LCSW. Just here keeping it real. (laughs) What's an LCSW? (laughs) Licensed clinical social worker. (laughs) Licensed, okay. Mental health professional. What are we talking about today?
1: Um, Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. This is available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Supercast, and all the other major platforms. All right. So I think some of the topics that I want to talk about is aliens oh, yeah. um living in a, simuliza- a sim- simulation and then we have some questions about um the difference psycho- psychologically of men and women in the sense of uh whether it's motivation where men uh say they may excel at, at, um, i feel at like sports yeah, I, I don't want to, I'm going to come off like a jerk saying some of it, he but he is a jerk. <laughs> so some men will excel at sports <laughs> or in the, in the corporate offices, but I don't think that's a, that might be just something culturally where other humans, other people, except men in the higher positions and some women don't get there and, or they are held back. So that's something I want to talk with you. Okay. Is it psychologically? Is it culturally? Or is testosterone something a big part of that? So, just kind of this, that whole big topic, and what you what you think of it.
3: Okay,
2: yeah, I would I would frame it more differently, uh, more as uh, you know, men and women seem to be wired differently in our brains here mm-hmm. in the U.S., and we see societal trends and, and different roles for men and women, different I don't know observations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are what are the roots behind that? Are there sources to this, or is it you know? it's something to discuss cuz you have a unique background in understanding the way people think, right? Mm-hmm. Or or how people should think? Or the which, way they do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the way we should. Well, maybe, maybe society's That's telling a us
2: how we should think and then what we actually think is different.
1: I don't know. No, I think uh, she said uh you. Uh, you said how people should and how people do. Now the do, do. um I think you re- you did resort back. You said, again, how people should. Renee's, I think, studies is more how they do, not how they should.
3: Kind of both. Okay. Because um, they're, I mean, the, the the study of psychology of, you yeah. know, human behavior and stuff, there's still, like, a very philosophical background of, you know, the the big old questions of, like, why and metaphysical questions. Like, why do we exist? Why do we procreate? Why? do men and women think differently and do things differently and why are our trajectories differently? Of course it's fun. (laughs) Well,
4: what
2: if we do it like, uh, say if you had a box of donuts, Mm -hmm. you do want to eat them all, Mm -hmm. but you should want to share them. Why? Well, because there's a, a greater benefit to sharing donuts and then having people that now feel indebted to you by donuts.
3: But do I want everyone to get diabetes? To get what? Diabetes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, so you should only share donuts with people <laughs> who are should only aren't. share your carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> don't give food to obese people? Is that what we're... <laughs> I, I think I get what you mean is like, you know, there's, there's our greedy wants and then there's our, you know, the, the greater good. Yeah. Should we want that above our own needs or our own wants, maybe?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just tiptoeing towards do
1: versus should mm-hmm. oh in human thinking
3: and human thinking you know very very small topics here <laughs>
1: I, I think uh okay so let's say the do so guys i see we uh guys often get into the corporate world and get higher up and then women kind of get pushed they're either blocked there's a, a gla- uh a ceiling of some sorts or it's just I think I think testosterone has a lot to do with. I theorize. I don't know. Where where would you? If I were to say, why is there not more women in the higher corporate world? What comes to mind first to you? I would
3: say it's a combination of things. Um, a lot of which are societal influence. Um, I mean, men and women we are biologically we're different. You know, if if we go back to you know like the fundamental differences and why we have those physiological differences, mm-hmm. we serve different purposes, right? The role of the female is to nurture the role of the male is to hunt, gather, provide. So that's kind of what we're hardwired So, So to based do. on our
2: caveman roots?
3: Essentially, yeah, that yeah. that's part of it. Um, and also societally, we're nurtured like we are raised to do different things. Go in a toy mm-hmm. store, there's a pink aisle and there's a blue aisle. Yeah. And they're very different toys. The blue aisle is action-oriented. It's puzzles, figuring things out, um, you know, like, competitive stuff. That's where all the race cars are. That's where the action figures are. That's where you have like, um, most of like the, like Lego sets, building sets. Those are in like the boys aisle.
1: I think I saw a recent picture where they're trying to do the toys, like male and female uh, boys and girls in the same aisle. have you seen, have you seen that? Or I
3: I haven't, I worked in a toy store back in college Uh and like, it made me sick (laughs) because I was the little girl that like every, I would always have like baby dolls. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, um. I don't know. I want to solve something, yeah. but oh. I was a girl, so I got everything in the pink aisle, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, little humans, and all I could do is put clothes on them and take the clothes off, and that's all they did. I was like, this is stupid. Mm. Like, what, I want to build something. I want to create something. I want to go, <laughs> like, you know, race cars. You we, been trying to take clothes off of women ever since. <laughs> You've been in the wrong aisle, bro. Yeah. <laughs> in the wrong aisle.
1: Where do you think uh, – so, uh, that – how much of an effect on girls that toy, the toys of blue? Um.
2: I, I can tell an anecdote real quick. Just today, uh, Mariel was telling me about she went to a friend's party and uh, her friend said her three-year-old daughter was kind of mimic her, mimicking her putting on makeup, and she had quoted something like, "You need to oh, you need to put some blush on the apple of your cheek," and the mom was like, "I don't tell you that stuff. Where does that come from? Like she doesn't even know. Like that's her mom of a three-year-old, presumably." Mm-hmm knows all about her life, but she she doesn't even know where that particular phrase came from. Mm. So all around us, society is yeah, kind of hitting us with these expectations or roles or.
3: It is. And a lot of it is, I mean, it it's not like people, I don't think that a lot of parents intentionally put their child in this box right. of like, you are a girl, you're here to make babies and that's your job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have like gender reveal parties and like, oh, make a big deal out of pink. So now I'm going to get everything pink and you're going to just live that pink life. You know, you're (laughs) going to get dolls. And and we decide that before like that kid's even born, like this is part of your identity. And then they just grow up in that environment and, you know, just kind of assume like that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to take clothes off babies.
2: Well, it's funny because we're in like 2021, right? So this is not a new... Thing to think, hey, we shouldn't necessarily try to pigeonhole our kids into these very narrow uh, roles. Uh, but I think uh, just the other day, somebody was telling me their kid wanted a uh, a three hundred dollar, like two foot tall Barbie doll, and she was like, "Fuck that shit! I ain't spending three hundred bucks on a <laughs> yeah. Barbie doll." But, but I mean, that's just another anecdote of another one of those, like, literally a doll influence, right? Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh,
3: yeah, and and if the kid, I mean, the kid genuinely wants. Like that's cool. I mean, I still wouldn't spend two hundred bucks on a Barbie doll. I don't care like Mm -hmm. how much I love that kid. Like, no, you (laughs) get a job. But (laughs) but just like deciding that right away, and then I think there just continues to be that societal influence. Like, yeah. Um, as a as a girl growing up, like I wasn't encouraged to go and create things. I wasn't encouraged to. Build things, figure things out, hang out in the garage and learn how to work on cars. Yeah. You know, I was encouraged to, you're going to join the band and you're going to play some crappy instrument like the clarinet.
0: Mm, yeah. Not the drums. Fuck that <laughs> shit.
3: You know, like you're going gonna... to... has
1: a personal hate of clarinets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I was like stuck playing the clarinet
3: there. and I was like, you can't even hear this stupid thing. Like, this is a useless instrument. Like, <laughs> you, you can't even hear it. This is like, I'm just sitting here.
2: R- Renee is uh, yeah. officially my favorite guest. <laughs> <laughs> officially. Third
3: Yeah. <laughs> How
1: much do you think they, the pushing those toys on kids, is it like affects them 30 percent 80 percent
3: i i i don't know i think it's
1: is there any studies where they they go gen, gender neutral I've, I've heard that recently i, I yeah. haven't I, I think we're so early because the ones that the documentaries i watched these kids mm. are like uh five and six years old where they're pushing gender gender neutral like everything from clothing to toys they give mm-hmm. uh the the kid anything that they want to choose but they don't push any specific toy now yeah. there's gonna be stuff that's how if they watch TV, YouTube, they're gonna see commercials that's tailored to one side or the other, but yeah, have you heard? Um, I mean,
3: I haven't like looked at a lot of research on it, um, but I definitely think that just giving people the option and the earlier that you can make it known that they do have options, the less resentment is built. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of adults that are like, if only I'd had this opportunity as a child I could be in a career field that I really want to be in instead of, you know, I always felt I had to be a teacher and so that's Mm -hmm. just what I did and, you know, hate my life or, you know, whatever's going on.
2: What's interesting is, like, it's the toys is just a start because then you go watch cartoons, right? And I grew up watching G.I. Joe, but obviously there was also My Little Pony was on... Yeah, you know, a different time or a different channel. My Little
3: Pony was a kick-ass show, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they had
2: bronies.
1: Nowadays they got bronies. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: then so that leads me to the question: Then is there a problem when you don't distinguish genders? Because we have a lot of uh, I don't know a lot of coverage now about mm-hmm. um, I don't know what do you call it trans or being gender neutral or not choosing a, uh, a side or a sex or children wanting gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess up to a point where, uh, in the extreme case, I guess there are people under 18 getting gender surgeries.
3: So Reassignment, that, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that seems kind of crazy to me. Uh, yeah. I think once you're an adult, I'm okay.
3: Yeah, it's there's a lot of gray area there. And yeah. like, my own personal opinion is like, you do you, Ooh, yeah. you know, whatever, you do you. Right. But you can't expect the rest of the planet to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and and that's not to say that you know you being you is not acceptable. Yeah, like you should be you and yeah, be the person that you want to be and feel free to like express yourself. Yeah, um, but to just expect that to be universally accepted by people who don't understand that, yeah, I think is unrealistic. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like. There's a lot with that whole topic, <laughs> a lot of trouble. you know, um, like I think
1: it's pride month, too. Is it, is it, is pride it? Month right, th- right
2: now?
3: Is it this month or last month or I think it's is it this month?
2: Uh, my calendar says this month. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on Google, uh, I use the calendar on Google and I wanted the holidays so you could know when Memorial Day is and you know when Father's Day is, but then it yeah. puts in all these other holidays that I didn't ask for and there's no choosing. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not against Pride Month. I'm just saying it's there whether I want to know or not. Mm-hmm. And then also Juneteenth is on the 19th, I have never yeah. even heard of Juneteenth. But it's you didn't holiday. hear
3: about this last year.
2: Is this new last year?
3: No, it's not like new to last oh. year, but it's there was a big deal. I was deal busy
2: pandemicking last year.
3: It's um, yeah. You should research it. It's, it's end it's of you know. slavery day, right? I think so.
2: Oh, you're giving me the righteous. Energy. I know. I was making you think, like, hey, well, I know what it is, but I'm not going to let you know what it is. Um,
3: but yeah, something. Something about slavery. Something along those lines. It's, it's Slavery like, is bad no matter important. what gender
2: you are. Yeah. You should not enslave other humans.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's universally frowned upon, yeah. I would say.
2: But horses, okay? Uh,
3: maybe, like, something with less of a sense of self.
2: I mean, you have a pet yeah. cat. Does that count as slavery?
3: I do feel I am a slave sometimes. (laughs) 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 You know, but but I opted into this, so it's all right, you know. Uh, Zing. (laughs) Sorry,
2: I think I derailed us from our, uh, we were were on some deep topic there. Uh, What, did we uh, tangent? Do
1: do you think. um, Boys should have dogs and girls should have cats. <laughs> no blue dogs, That's pink how cats. How <laughs> blue dogs
4: and pink cats. If
1: you had a magic wand right now, just to what you think would be the right way to raise a child, uh, gen, uh, should <laughs> there a be a world blue... full of hot chicks? Would be my magic. Wand. <laughs> <laughs> should there be a blue and pink aisle? You don't for get
3: toys? this wand. I do. <laughs> oh, shit. I I don't. I think. I mean, a, a child is just a big old sponge to absorb everything that it can, and I think that children should have every opportunity that they possibly can, Mm -hmm. you know, give the kid dolls and GI Joes and war toys and constructor sets and just, you know, let them decide what they're interested in because you never know. I mean, you might think that this little girl is just going to look adorable in dresses and maybe she does and maybe she likes dolls, but maybe she's also going to be the next NASA engineer, you know, and providing them with the opportunities, like let kids decide for themselves if they like math. You know, like, Mm -hmm. did you have like, your parents were like, oh, I hated this subject in school. You're gonna hate this subject in school. Or we get a lot of those messages. Yeah, America's kinda anti-math. I know, I I loved math growing up, but I wasn't allowed to like math because people don't like math. So I felt stupid for saying like, oh, Mm. I really like statistics. They didn't want you to be smarter
2: than
1: them.
3: Well, yeah. Sorry, I didn't have any friends anyway, so (laughs) you know, whatever. That's Um, an
1: interesting uh, take on that because then, for me, being Asian growing up, it seemed like people are like, mm -hmm. "Oh, you have to like math," and I did. I happened to like math, and I felt uh, if someone, I mean, I'm able to, I guess, try to sympathize with what you're saying If, if. bunch of people said that's not cool then i will would probably wouldn't have done it because you know every kid wants to be popular yeah um but because everyone's saying oh you're asian that's fine you you could do math i was like okay cool i'm gonna continue liking math <laughs> you're supposed to yeah
3: they're like here oh. math this
4: yeah you're yeah, yeah, to. yeah 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 exactly you math,
3: math all these things for
4: me <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um, one of the topics that with this uh male and female thing that came up was because as i do a lot of invites for this podcast i find that the majority of men that that I message, they respond much, th- that they're more willing to come onto the show. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of females that their response is either, I don't have much going on in my life, I'm not that interesting, um, I haven't accomplished a lot. And I want to be very, I, want, I would like to be super equal to give both sides a chance to come on the show. So mm-hmm. it's, my show isn't uh, 85% male because I want it to be. I actually would prefer the flip side actually more females (laughs) than guys, but I don't get to choose that. So, so so why are women
2: reluctant to come onto a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think,
3: well, I I think the, the, that whole glass ceiling concept, it's, it's still very real. Oh yeah. Um, Hmm. and which is, is sad because like, it's just stupid, but you know, so we get this message all throughout our lives, right? Like, you know, yeah, go to college, get a career. That's cool. But ultimately, your job is to parent, uh, like yeah. you are here to make babies and that's your job. And if you wanna have a another job over here where you make money and you're self-sufficient, like that's cute, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to do this too. So we're kind of, we're sent these different messages on yeah. what our priorities should be. Um, and even amongst other like career oriented women, yeah, there's a lot of, negativity if you prioritize your career over your family mm-hmm. or you know, just as a woman in her thirties, like there's a lot of judgment of, you know, where's your kids? Yeah. Shouldn't you be at home with your kids? Shouldn't you be making dinner for your husband or yeah, your clock's running out. I know, right? <laughs> and, and and I don't think that men receive that message as much. Like you don't just yeah. run out, you know? <laughs> like
2: well, we do. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But for men it's almost like you'd almost be forgiven for being kind of a crappy dad if you were successful at bringing home the bacon, right? If you yeah. could provide for a family and give them a nice house and mm-hmm. send your kids to a private school and, you know, there's a suburban in the driveway, then people would see you as a provider. And they'd go, yeah, he's not, you know, he's not very good with the kids. He's not emotional. He doesn't help them with their math and he doesn't take them out to play football. But he's working so much. And
3: Yeah, they never wanted it for him. anything.
2: See, I think of those yeah. as kind of old fashioned things, but are those still current? I, I would say
3: that there's, there's still a lot of that societal pressure, mm-hmm. um, and for career oriented women, like we still have to be that much better,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, like just as a lot of minorities do, like just because you don't fit this template of what corporate America looks like, yeah. you have to be that much better with your work. And for women, we have a bad day and we get upset mm-hmm. and we're hormonal, we're hysterical. A man has yeah. a bad day and gets upset, he had a bad day. Yeah. Like there's still a very much a double standard there. Um, yeah. And a man being assertive is, you know, he's committed, he's dedicated to his work. A woman Commanding. being assertive is a bitch who has Pushy. something to prove. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, well, she's, she's PMSing, like, no. Right. <laughs> You know, I'm asserting myself. So there's still a lot of, a lot of that. And it's.
2: Would you call them destructive gender stereotypes in the workplace? Is that what we're.
3: I think that's a good way to put it. Okay. Did you come up with that by yourself?
2: No, I'm just trying to analyze what you're saying. Okay. I mean, yeah, there is. Interpret what you're saying.
3: That's a good phrase though. You should, you should (laughs) write that down somewhere. Destructive. (laughs) (laughs) Destructive gender.
2: Something stereotypes Stereotypes in the (laughs) workplace.
3: Yeah. Like even so in my field. Um the field of social work is heavily dominated by women. Okay. Um, yeah. You know because it's it's a nurturing kind of job.
2: Well cuz uh dudes don't go for that degree, right?
3: Yeah. I mean there's a handful that do but it's like 5-10%. Yeah. But when you look at supervisory positions they are heavily dominated by men. So you're looking at 5 to 10% of the population has the vast majority of leadership positions Oh, within so if I had my a
2: social work degree, I could have been a boss. Really oh, easily, heck right? yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had a joke
3: with one of my friends that I worked with, um, like after we had both got our clinical license around the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a white female, he's a white man. Yeah. And I was like, watch when we, you know, start moving up the ladder, yeah. you know, you're going to be my boss,
4: yeah. even though
3: I got licensed a year before you did. Oh. And lo and behold, we're at the same organization now. He's been promoted for a year or so. Right. And I'm just still here, like, being overqualified. Oh, is that <laughs> so, yeah. is that
2: literally him being selected uh, for promotion? Like, are you, you know, would you say that, gender aside, that you should be where he is um, anyway?
3: Possibly. Okay. Like, I, I definitely have more, like, I didn't apply for the same jobs that he did. Yeah. But I applied for other ones that, you know, would have been at the similar level and looking at, the other applicants, yeah, like, I'm definitely more qualified, but right. you fit the demographic.
2: So you need to change your name to something very manly on your <laughs> resume? <laughs>
3: or change my last name to something more Spanish-sounding.
2: A Renando.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Renando Johnston? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Wait,
2: what's the, what's the advantage to Spanish-sounding?
3: Well, because my first name is also a man's name in Spanish. Oh, okay. If you drop the one
2: E. Gotcha. No, but then you're a different minority.
3: <sighs> you want to you be, a, be a tall white male. I do. I do. So <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be a Robert, I guess. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, bring up some story, or think of some stories where you feel that you've been unfairly, uh, and you...
4: <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But let's dig into the pain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I,
1: I think it's different hearing someone's firsthand experience story versus while, if we were to sit here and try to think out different scenarios and whatnot.
2: Well, because because Lim uh, has felt a lot of challenges in the corporate ladder, also. So Mm
0: -hmm. I know
1: that's a yeah. Being Asian and short, I I feel. I think probably the short is probably the biggest one. The Asian thing, I noticed it did help certain uh, getting. I feel like because it there's a lot of Asians in there, so that did help. Yeah. Um, But I never got a manager role, like, or it was very hard to get certain roles that was near manager. So yeah, I, I was really upset when certain friends that I felt I was way more qualified than them. And then they jumped way faster than I did.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They laddered
2: up. Yeah. Yeah. So laddering on up. Yeah. But, okay. So what was the, what was the biggest position that you should have gotten that you got gypped on? Oh, um, that's not a nice word. That you got screwed (laughs) up. Sorry, gypsies. I would say my,
3: my (laughs) boss right now, um, I applied for that job. Yeah. Um, and it's, where I already work.
1: Do we need to cut this out? I was just gonna say, if they hear this, will they be upset?
2: No, fuck those guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she should be the goddamn boss.
3: <laughs> well, like it. So our our boss took another position, and she left. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "I want you to take over this program because you yeah. know the program. You helped it. You built it from the scratch." You know, like you are the shoe in and she's like, you know, showing me some stuff. Yeah. They have to open the position up to, you know, everybody on the planet. Yeah. And so, yeah, somebody else got the position and he's nice guy. Right. Cool guy was already in a leadership position somewhere else, but like he's never set foot in this program at all. Yeah. He hasn't done things similar Mm -hmm. to this. And, like, how is it possible that he would know more about running this program that yeah. I'm already running than I do?
1: Right. If he watched this podcast, would he be upset hearing that right now? I've told him this. Oh,
3: okay. we, we actually have a really – like, he's a cool nice. person. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Um, I joke around all the time. I'm like, you know, you should be my assistant. Mm. <laughs>
4: but
2: That's hard because no matter how nice of a guy in the world you are, if I was in that dude's shoes, like, well, what can I do? I can't give you my job, right? We can't swap right. jobs. Yeah. So that's a hard position to be in.
3: Yeah. Um, but I also know that, you know, just because this is how leadership at my company works, mm-hmm. I don't feel that I would have had the same level of support that he has to be successful in that position.
2: Solely on the gender difference.
3: Pretty. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. <laughs> say it, say it, because <laughs> I'm a girl. There's,
2: there's a holiday for this, I think.
3: So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think we have a month or something somewhere. Is there a Women's Month? I don't know. Probably. <laughs>
1: it should be a promote women month. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, so how do what what would we do to how would we fix this? Uh, I know that. I a mean, big, I'll just take a chocolate that
3: raise. That'd oh. be cool. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just make up for that. Like, no. what is it? 11 percent 21 percent like i'll just take the money i'm fine with that the gender like, pay gap. whatever i don't need a parade or anything just i'll just take a raise um, that's cool um if, but if, if you're talking like affirmative action or something like that i don't know that that is the solution I, then you just
1: get tokens
3: you do and then it's like did i get this job because i'm actually qualified or did i get it because you needed to meet the demographic mm-hmm. um and and i know of a few people that are in like higher positions, and that's kind of like the identity crisis that they're struggling with. Like, oh. did I really earn this? Am I really the best qualified, or did you just need somebody that looks like me for the photo? Yeah. Um, you know, and and I think it. I think again, it's like you, you got to back the truck up a lot more and look at those opportunities when people are being groomed. You know, to to have the background, to have the the assertiveness skills. That they need and to have the understanding of, like, you know, yeah, we all look different, but it really depends on like our skill set. And well, that's so what so should if you matter back most.
2: Back the truck up to Legos. I have seen very girly Lego sets now. They have like, they're like princess dollhouse kind of.
3: Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's because not, so if you look at those the right sets, direction? they're not compatible with the other ones. Like, look at the figures, they're totally different. Yeah. So again, you're, you're pigeonholing and you're saying, you need a special set because you're a girl. And you need to have a bigger figurine because, I don't know, like you're too stupid to figure out the smaller one. Like,
2: They can't be pretty if they're the small clunky. But like, why do you need a pink Lego set? Can't
3: you make that out of a regular, you know? It's
2: it's like the gateway to the Technic set where you build a
1: dump truck. So this show we've been uh, we've been um, talking shit about a bunch of uh, companies and I, I feel like we can't get sponsorships. So fuck you Lego for pigeonhoeing women. <laughs> no, I like Legos. What I you really saying? like fuck Legos Lego. too, but I don't have <laughs> don't any Don't listen of those to Emmett. <laughs> listen to
0: Renee. So
3: when I, there's actually so that's a new like girl set. Yeah. When I was younger, there was actually like they started doing this like girl Lego set thing, um, yeah. and it was like everything was like a horse farm. It was like every single ponies. set was like, and here's the stables <laughs> for your ponies. But it was regular sized everything. It was compatible with other Lego sets. So yeah. I didn't really have that much of an issue with it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like one, I get more horses and horses are awesome. Um, <laughs> I wasn't happy that every single, every single set was white, pink and gray. Those were the colors uh, that everything was. Like, here's your little beach house, and it's white, pink, and gray. And here's your little yeah. horse trailer, and it's white, pink, and gray. You don't want
2: a boy to accidentally buy the horse set.
3: I know, right? <laughs> what would happen? He might catch the gay. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, pink. Um, but it it wasn't like – Yeah. A com- I don't know. I have issue with the, the new Lego girl sets just because they don't like – Like what if what if she wants to go and play in the castle over there or the pirate ship?
2: Well, so I will purposefully buy you know I have friends with kids so I'll buy them the age appropriate set of like the RV camper or whatever and I'll try to pick something that's like camping with an RV and it's got you know all the you know a family or something right? Yeah. So that seems gender neutral or you know a truck with a trailer and a boat.
3: I think like until this whole like girl set came out, like I always felt that Lego was pretty gender neutral, Mm. like
0: duplos are
3: just it's just bricks you yeah. just build stuff out of it and they have like animals and stuff and i yeah. always felt like they kind of were but now it's like we have special ones just for girls
2: i'm, I'm gonna guess that they don't have too much of an agenda be, beyond sales right right i think they're just seeing what sells mm-hmm. if i had to guess if i was running lego then i would if people want these girl sets we'll make more girl sets probably we'll see, see if they sell
3: we want more star wars sets
1: yeah, we want more star wars there's sets. a lot of star wars right they're amazing yeah but but the, if you're talking about what, what sells money-wise, then that's going to be yeah. parents that are stupid humans that, ooh, there's a little girl set
0: that's,
1: that's pink that has big blocks for girls, and then the mom is going to push the dad to buy that.
2: Well, I'll, t- I'll take Lego's position and say, well, there's a whole girl aisle. Us having girl Legos isn't going to change anything. You know, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not creating these generational stereotypes that are being passed down. But if you're going to sell all this girl shit anyway, how about we sell some girl shit? Mm. Girl, girl toys,
3: sorry. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. No, it's all right. You can call it girl shit because <laughs> most of them are shit.
2: We need, we need Asian Legos. Or is that NinjaGo? No? Ninja Go is racist.
3: <laughs> I was just going to ask where's the German Legos, but, you know, it's, whatever. Oh, We're true. being all inclusive here. <laughs> Like Where do the
2: Germans get Legos?
3: <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't, because it, it's a Dutch company, right? Yeah, Lego. So yeah, they.
2: Do they have different sets over there?
3: I don't know. Can, I, I can have You an... get a beer hall set? Probably. <laughs> I mean, you could make one.
2: Yeah, you need the leader on the. Oh, on the they
3: little... definitely have a leader <laughs> Lego guy somewhere. That exists for sure.
2: Well, okay. So if we, if we, if we back the truck up into space and look down. Is there inevitably differences in the workplace because we have different genders? Like, can you equalize? If there is a difference, can you ever equalize? Can it be equal and different?
3: I I would say it's it's about equal opportunity and allowing people to leverage their own strengths. Yeah. Right? Because, like, different people, and not even just based on gender, but based on their personal history and their ethnic background and all these different things. Like, yeah. we are all we would all provide different strengths to the same position, right? Yeah. So if it was like 20 of me, it's going to be very lopsided. I would like never in fight the, 20 of you. In, right? <laughs> <laughs> and whoever, like that company would just be like straight introverted assholes, you know, with other skills. Like there'd be some kick-ass spreadsheets, but, um, you know, it would be lacking in other... Other things. I know that didn't answer your question. at all. Oh, I all. see what you're saying. Yes, you want um, a diversity of talent,
2: is what you're yeah, saying.
3: Yeah, I, I think, and I think that that's what's necessary for anything to I'm be good successful. At shit. You are. You're like <laughs> you're hey, the wordsmith over here. See, think, and that's a strength of yours. Yes, I
2: can make it look pretty. Nurture that. <laughs> Nurture that. Uh, well, I guess. I guess what I'm asking is, um, well, so for example, this podcast, it, women are more reluctant to come on it, to respond to an invite to come onto a podcast. Mm-hmm. So me being aware of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna think, well there's something different about women and men. Yeah. Because obviously they're behaving differently. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. So yeah. there's something different about men and women. Many things. Yeah. So we we have an equality of opportunity. Anybody who gets invited by Limb can come onto this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Shit, you could ask to be on this podcast if you you have something interesting you want to talk about. Mm-hmm if you can handle this level of intellectual rigor <laughs> right. of three Disgusting people talking out of their asses about, about Legos and <laughs> I had no idea stuff. we're going to talk about Legos as much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's but a great it is, metaphor is, for society.
2: Yeah. It has become the, the focal point of gender differences yeah. in the U.S.
3: I, I think that there's, it's not so much about you're not providing opportunity for women to come on because obviously you are. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here. Yay. Um, but there's the, the perception that we have to like hold on our own, that if I say something stupid, it's probably going to be judged more harshly mm. than if one of you says something stupid. Mm. Because somewhere back in our minds, we still feel that women are less intelligent than men.
1: And or judged that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Or at least, you know, as women, a lot of times we have that fear. Mm. That we're held to a different standard that, you know, like, I don't think either of you thought about putting on makeup to cover up the bags in your eyes before you came on here. I did, you actually. Know. I put some. <laughs> looks great. Looks great. Blend a little I, more. I don't think it's working. I, I didn't yeah. shave because I had a pimple over here. <laughs> <Right>? I don't <laughs> have that luxury. <laughs> 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 I'm like, let's not go back to this whole no mask thing. I don't want to. <laughs> um, but like, if if I showed up just, you know, nothing, I mean, this isn't a lot of makeup, but you know, there, there would be more judgment hmm. on me for not doing my role
1: as a woman. I, no, guess. No. I judge you as a naturally beautiful person.
3: No, you
1: look good. I feel like I, cause it's the, <laughs> the content. Maybe I'm, I'm so polar on this Yeah, because it's, it's, I'm listening to someone. I judge someone once I've heard enough of their opinions, their thoughts. Are they moral? Are they, are they selfish? Are they greedy? and i don't think looks height race to me that doesn't matter but i might be kind of on the also on spotify then your voice is your appearance
2: yeah so you're like super sexy on spotify
3: (laughs) 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 got that face for radio (laughs) i would say that that you liam are a more well-rounded earthly person because you are naturally inquisitive and that's like more the thing that you look for is do you have an interesting story to tell yeah you know, regardless of what you look like.
1: And or also probably through my history of being, going to work and being treated a certain way, I do try to, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about why I was treated that way. Mm-hmm. How can I treat other people so that they don't get that same effect?
4: Yeah. You know,
1: I don't
2: know if this is too much of a sidetrack. Yeah, once the dump truck falls into the ocean, there was a, I saw some kind of article, I don't know, it was a meme or something, some dude threw a party back in the 80s and it was like an equal height party Where you had these, like, um, they weren't stilts, but, like, kind of platforms you could strap Mm. onto your shoes of different heights, Mm. and people were standing around at this cocktail party in New York, and if you were shorter, you had this higher platform thing, and people were all standing at equal eye level at this cocktail party. Interesting. And I was very curious if that makes a difference, or if it's just so ridiculous that that you can't get any real, like, if we did that, we've had parties before, if we did where we had people strap up taller shoes. Would that be a weird thing?
1: Well, or? we saw Ricky. Uh, Ricky came, the tall, the tall motherfucker. He's like six foot seven. Mm. Yeah. And uh, when he comes to the party, like women just like love the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the conversation afterwards where it was him, another guy, and another woman, I don't want to name names. It yeah. felt like that guy was so interested in Ricky. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. This Ricky guy gets so much attention from mm-hmm. both races. The like, dude was into Ricky? Or both sides, both genders. Uh, no, I, I felt like the other guy was into Ricky. <laughs> like because you looked up to him like a commander or? I have no idea. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: I, I, I'm not sure what was going on. I don't know if they're vying for that other female or that other guy. felt intimidated that that female like potentially liked Ricky. I have no idea. Oh. Um, but so now we're going into mating mating behaviors. Rituals. Yeah. Yes, Yeah. But height has so much effect on, on dating too. Yeah. is the number
2: one thing that women look at?
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, you want to? Argue? Have you ever have you dated a guy shorter than you? Yeah. Have oh damn it! One, you're, you're like one out of ten thousand. Most women, <laughs> yeah, you I mean, know me dating ten thousand guys. No, no, no. no I'm one, out of ten thousand women, you're one of the few women that the are willing to ones for a dollar. Because you hear so many women. I've I've heard it. I've mm-hmm. heard word for word. They say I cannot date a guy shorter than me. Yeah. And then many of them will, I've seen so many like posts on Facebook where they say, I will not date someone shorter than uh, six foot. Six foot. Yeah. Which so, is
3: stupid. Tall guys are assholes. I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Yeah. Cause
2: <laughs> through goes. my like, extensive Ricky, research. Ricky, you're an asshole. <laughs> well, because they got all these women coming after him, Right? It
3: yeah. It changes your behavior towards. You got a soft left, spot right? for, for short fellows, you know, it's just, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you
4: know, I don't,
2: I, do, I actually don't mind that, uh, women will select for height. I mind when they're dishonest to themselves about it mm-hmm. and they go, no, I want a guy with a great sense of humor and that really cares about me. I don't want a guy that's smart and successful. And then they, you look at who they're dating. It's just not any of those things. Yeah, it's
3: tall douchebags. Yeah. You're dating
2: yeah. guys with tattoos and <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> bad boys, right? My
3: goodness. <laughs> Maybe even a piercing. Oh.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yes. Certain people are attracted to certain things, right? You got it there. Is there is there an inverse correlation? Not trying to
3: trying to height shame you. <laughs>
1: I was just trying for people that are listening. I was trying to reach for Renee's water uh, for her mug, and I had to reach across the table. I could barely reach it because of my short, little, stubby arms, <laughs> T Rex arms. Leaned over the
3: table that, and yeah. his feet were off the floor.
1: <laughs> All right, we're, we're, what were <laughs> we talking about? Uh,
2: <laughs> height. I totally lost track. Yeah.
3: But um, I think the height thing is. I think it's a barrier for men and women, but I think for men it becomes more of a status thing or more of a well, a self confidence thing. Yeah. You get because if you do fit you that, that, in a bar. Yeah, it's it's associated high. with yeah. like manliness and you know. Appropriation, yeah. all that good stuff, and also for women, like there's a lot of tall women that really struggle with mm-hmm. dating because there's a lot of men that don't want to date a woman that's taller. Like one of my friends is she's five ten, and like I mean she's super smart, she's funny, she's I mean she's an awesome person, she's mm-hmm. beautiful, but yeah, like she's yeah <laughs> perpetually single. You're saying that knife cuts both ways, yeah, and yeah. she loves wearing heels. Yeah. So, you know, like when I was last guy that I was dating, seriously, we were about the same height without shoes on. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't wear a lot of heels, even though I like, you know, my cute heels. Mm. Cause
1: I tell cause my, my wife's taller than me by like two, two or three inches. And mm-hmm. I tell her, wear the heels if you want. Yeah. I don't mind.
3: You're it's- a secure fella
1: this guy was
3: also kind of a douche so you know Uh, uh, (laughs) it didn't end well
1: (laughs) on the air i I kind of like the long legs with the heels so yeah uh, you know yeah yeah um what was i thinking of uh we were on to something good yeah we were and then (laughs) it kind of fell apart with heels (laughs) i'm thinking about legs
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh you know what i've noticed uh taller women and it's a shame because i think tall women are beautiful right mm-hmm. that 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 height actually gives you an advantage in sports a lot of times right you have you have Volleyball. access to sports that other gals can't right mm-hmm. so you you have this chance to be physically athletic and active with extra height mm-hmm. um but i've seen a lot of taller gals where they won't stand up straight cuz i think they're subconsciously always kind of hunching and yeah. and their posture will will kind of shrink
4: mm-hmm.
2: and i wonder I wonder how aware they are of it, or if it's just something that you grow up with and you don't want to be the tallest girl in the photo, and
3: yeah, because then you're you're a freak and yeah. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. I think I've never noticed that uh, women that slouch a lot to try to get their height down. Yeah, yeah, just taller women will
2: not, oftentimes, not just stand tall and proud, Mm. right? And I want to tell them, you know reach for the heavens. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> Be the tall.
3: stand proud you tall beautiful amazon. Yes. <laughs>
1: on the uh the tall tall friend thingy that you mentioned a tall friend earlier. I have a friend uh she she's 6 foot. and then she posted on Facebook like how am i going to find a guy that's over 6 foot willing to date me? And I'm like you don't have to date I wanted I I kind of got upset. I want I wanted to say you do not have to date someone taller than you. But I didn't. Um Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, You could go for somebody who's a great human being and loves you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) We don't do that. Oh,
1: yeah. So how do we get over this height thing? (laughs) How do do we society? (laughs) Teach all children that uh, they could shop in the pink and blue aisle and the height doesn't matter?
2: I'll tell you, the Legos are all equal height. (laughs)
0: <laughs> except for the
2: girl legos <laughs> they're in the, all tall in the girl world
3: they're all they're, the same they're right? all giant and then all the all the normal legos are like this tall and it's yeah it's like overcompensating maybe that's maybe that's what lego is out to teach the world like it's okay for girls to be twice as tall <laughs>
4: <laughs> it does come from that northern europe Danish yeah tall and not have world. the bendy waist or whatever i don't know the, the figures
3: are weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> just bizarre
1: yes Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopefully the, the, the gender thing will reach to corporate America eventually with the pink and blue, you teach children. Uh,
2: well, so here, I feel like we are learning as a society to kind of push back against some of these mm-hmm. negative uh, parts of our society,
1: right? Tra- tradition or?
2: Old-fashioned? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of gender roles? Mm-hmm. Um, are, we, are we going off the rails into a very weird place or are we just fine?
4: I don't know.
3: Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there, there's a lot of weird out there. Yeah. Um, I think some of it is like just genuine, like, hey, I'm, I'm weird and that's a thing. I think some of it is Yeah. I need to be more weird to out weird mm-hmm. the next person because there's always that attention seeking.
2: I was gonna say attention, yeah.
3: Percentage of the population. So I don't know.
2: I feel very, uh, what's the word? Not justified. I feel very verified that you you said the word attention, that some weird people are doing it because they want the attention. Because I was thinking yeah. that, but you're yeah. a mental health professional, so maybe you have more insight into that.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's when you were talking about like, you know, gender fluidity and, you know, people reassigning their genders and stuff. it's yeah. there's, there's a part of that that is a person just trying to be their genuine self, mm-hmm. which like I will always support. And there's another part of that that is an attention-seeking.
2: Well, well, here's the thing. Like, say you're in a regular corporate job, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Bob wants to wear a dress to work.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he says, you know, I, I should have the right to wear a dress. I want to be more like a woman. I don't want to be Bob. But we know that if a dude wears a dress to work, there's going to be some mm-hmm. societal attention and almost disruption, right? Yeah. It's weird that an item of clothing can have such a disrupting effect. Yeah. Like, so in your workspace, at your workplace, Yeah. if a dude started wearing a dress to work even once in a while,
4: mm-hmm.
2: would that be disruptive? Or would it be like,
3: ah, you know, he feels like wearing a dress once in a while, Who He cares? would definitely be ostracized. Um, but you, I also don't, mental don't wear- mental health professionals? None of us wear dresses. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> For me, that's an odd example because like, I will never wear a dress or a skirt yeah. at my workplace. Um, but part of it's not because I don't like wearing dresses and skirts and maybe this like helps with what you're getting at. Um, because I don't want that attention. Mm. I don't like being sexualized at work. So dresses
2: and skirts are inherently sexy. Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: They, they draw that attention. And I guess because they're like the sign of femininity that, that says I'm a female here for you to look at, not Mm. I'm here to be your, your therapist. Hmm. Um, and, and I think for, you know, a man wearing a dress and I'm thinking of like the men I work with and I'm like, please, none of them, <laughs> please do not Bob, <laughs> leave your dress at home. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Just, uh, great guys. Swell fellas. But,
2: not good in dresses. Mm,
3: yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Guys. It's all right. I'll say it to their face. I was fighting this for was your fine. rights. Uh, yeah, but. So yeah, but if if a guy
2: know. chose to wear wear a dress to work, is there some gender thing where you're saying, hey, I want that freedom? Or is it really an intention seeking? I think thing? it
3: kind of depends on the person. Yeah. Um you know, yeah, I, I really think it depends on the person. Because there is a lot of like um from just what I've seen anecdotally, mm-hmm. the a lot of the people that are very not even a lot of the people, like, because my my experience has been very limited just Mm -hmm. because of the population that I work with. Um, But there seems to be some correlation between some of the more serious mental health diagnoses in terms of like thought process and attention seeking Mm -hmm. and this kind of like, I have to show the world this is who I am. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying yeah. that being trans or being gender fluid or reassigning your gender is a mental disorder because it's not.
4: But, but, it's but there seems to be to?
3: It, it. There is there are people that do it because it's genuinely who they are, and there's the people that want the attention essentially, yeah. and that's a way to do it, I guess.
2: Huh. I I would approach it as uh, I was often. <clears throat> so in, in my youth growing up, I was often confused by societal behavior in that I kind of approached everything logically. Mm-hmm. Like to me, everything was logical and there's a reason for everything. And uh, I had to accept and understand after a while that that a lot of people do these things just because other people are doing them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to pick out cool clothes. Like if I went to a mall or something right now, and was going to try to, pick an outfit for myself. I don't have this natural instinct. I could tell you clothes I like, mm-hmm. but it took me a long time to realize, well, shit, if I just try to see what everybody else is wearing and try to dress like those other cool people, then that's really all it is. So is a lot of societal pressure just mimicking what other people are doing around you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think there's like that grade school principle doesn't really fade out. You know, I, I want to stand out, but not too much oh you know i want to be recognized but not for bad reasons okay and and i think that's still a thing and i think as people develop and do so in less healthy ways that expression comes out in more extreme ways
2: yeah because i like to think that i'm a unique individual But in the end, I wear a T-shirt, and I drive a truck, and I have a refrigerator. Like, I'm not weird. I
3: mean, you drive a truck with your face on it, so that's a different thing. So there's that.
2: But that's in pursuit of money. (laughs) That's to let people know I can help them buy or sell their house. Right now, I can only help you sell your house. I can't help you buy any houses right now (laughs) because there aren't any to buy. (laughs) I don't know. Am I dominating the questions too much? No, no. no,
1: Go for it. I'm, I'm enjoying
2: the talk. I'm I'm so curious, uh, because of your expertise, that maybe you have a, a unique view on these sort of topics.
3: Maybe. I also see, I mean, my perspective is very skewed because I spend so much time in the, I don't know, the seedy underbelly. So what I see every day that's is, is normal to people? me— Yeah, is is dysfunctional people. So to me, all of these things are like very normal. I'm like, oh yeah, 50% of the people on the planet have borderline personality disorder. (laughs) And that's probably not the case. That's just what I see every day. And like where I'm at now is much more, I guess, general population than Mm -hmm. what I used to do, which was acute psych, which is like, these are people at their very, very worst. Um, So to me, this is all like, just kind of normal how people act, and that's probably given me a very jaded perspective. I'm like, everybody has a personality disorder, <laughs> you know, which is not necessarily true.
2: Well, well yeah, I mean, in some way nor- nobody is actually normal.
3: Right, we're all just trying to get closer to the average.
2: And then we walk out our front door and try to show a normal to the world? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what we're all doing?
3: I think we want to all be slightly above normal oh. i want to be like normal plus
2: i mean i think my truck declares to a lot of men that i'm successful
3: <laughs> but does it declare that to a lot of women no women just see a truck <laughs> they're like oh this guy with his face on his Small truck dick. <laughs> no, it's we, not lifted yeah <laughs> that's what we see we see like a giant lifted yes. you know
2: uh well <laughs> like, so oh. for the listening audience it's a it's a ford raptor which is as close, it's, it's probably the off-roadest truck you can buy stock from the...
3: It screams bro. Yeah. It's actually yeah. like you start it and it's like bro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think that every time I start. <laughs>
2: I might just shout it out like a came like bro. <laughs> but it's, it's as close to a, a monster truck as you can buy from, from the dealership. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't buy from the dealership. I, I buy used, but... <laughs> Sorry. I love Ford. I,
3: I got, I got broed out straight from the dealer, so it's okay. <laughs> gotcha. love that thing. I can't afford it from the dealership. <laughs> it's expensive. I was having a YOLO moment. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: a little bit of a tangent thought when you guys were saying, or when you said uh, people want to be above uh, average or plus. I think even the saying when when you could say, I'm smarter than the average person or. Yeah, yeah me too. So I, I think, I mean, I. I yeah,
3: I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I think we humans must have, that, that must be a, um, what am I thinking? Like a co- cognitive desire to fit in. I, I, I think that goes into the Maslow's theories and stuff, hierarchy and, mm-hmm. and whatnot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, cause, and I think we were talking about this before um, to a certain degree that like, even though we're no longer like competing in the way that we used to for like resources and ability to reproduce that's still kind of hardwired like i still have to be sexier than the girl next to me Uh, so that you know i can attract more potential mates yeah even though like oh kids like it even though that's not like my conscious desire that's still like hard greened wait into so if,
2: if dudes contact the podcast and say hey i'm really into that renee chick do you want us to let you know
3: or i'll be like how tall are you <laughs> <laughs> let me see your teeth <laughs> just examine them like a horse you know yeah <laughs> good teeth guys that's that's high on the. <laughs> can i give you guys a really cute tangent yeah i yeah. think it's adorable but you know i think i'm adorable so there was this dude that was like that. talking to me and like or like talking to me a text or something like you worked together way back in the day, contacted each other whatnot. and oh. He's all like flirting and he's like, hey, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And I couldn't remember why I had like stopped talking to him before. I was like, I think this guy might be kind of crazy, but I don't oh. remember what it is. Like, he's pretty attractive. Like, something's up here. Yeah. So I, I made him take a Myers-Briggs personality test. <laughs> I was like, here, just, just do this. And I got the results back. I was like, yeah, oh, I remember. Huh. No, well, I what remember. was
1: it? INFJ? I-
3: N- uh, <laughs> no, I he was like the complete fucking, opposite oh, of what I was because I'm mm. a I.
2: <sighs> Could you explain the test real quick? To uh, so yeah, I, uh, so I'm there, thinking of a Rorschach test, but that's no, know. it's it's um it's
1: like <laughs> que- it. It, there's something like I'm um, 60 questions or something. I don't know the number where it's uh it says something. Uh, the que- the statement may be you enjoy being in the center of intention, and then it, yeah, the, yeah. The five answers are it's always five. Mo- uh, uh, I feel this a lot. I don't really, or I kind of feel this. Disagree. Yeah, yeah,
4: that's basically it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And there's like sixty or seventy questions that it comes out and gives you kind of what type of person you are. Um, yeah,
3: and it measures different things like introversion to extroversion, um, and it gives you like your percentage.
2: So then, did you tell them hey, you failed the test, bro?
3: <laughs> well, he was like, "Oh, did I fail?" And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> it explains a lot." <laughs>
2: well, so you didn't give him a shot. You didn't go on a date.
3: Well, the, he just continued to dig himself into a really deep hole of like invading my <laughs> personal privacy, uh, and I was like establishing boundaries. And he was like, "I need to know everything about your personal life." And I was like, mm, oh. "I'm going go with nah." Okay, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guess bro. don't, <laughs> don't try to, you know, casually hook up with mental health professionals. We'll tell uh, you about yourself and you won't like it. Huh. Uh, it's lonely. No. <laughs> about two yeah. or
1: three podcasts ago, there was me, Ricky and Earl. And we talked about our Myers Riggs. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. What are you? Uh, I am. Or, I am FJ. The, the one that I just said off that mm-hmm. I just said, I'll double check for the heck of it. Um, yeah. I think I'm, uh, I, well, I, is I supposed to be. So uh, I is
3: introverted. Is
1: it? Mm-hmm. I, uh, Why is he on this podcast?
3: <laughs> so I actually do this with my patients. Yeah, yeah. Like every once in a while, I'll just kind of like have them take the thing. We'll do a group on it. And we'll kind of talk about it and process it. Yeah. And I am always the most introverted person. Okay. I'm I'm between eighty to ninety percent.
2: Do introverts like podcasts?
3: Introverts. So, a lot of times people think that introverts are shy. It's really more about how we get our energy. So, uh-huh. more extroverted people, they kind of recharge their energy by being around people. Yeah. Being introverted, being around people takes our energy, it depletes us. Oh. So, that's why, like, when I walked in here, I was looking at all like droopy and stuff because I'd just been hanging around with like 20 people needing my energy all day. Oh. Um, you know, so okay. this little long commute helps. But yeah, like, we recharge just by having alone time and. Interesting. You know, cats and bubble baths and things.
4: Oh. Yeah.
1: I can't find mine right now. I-N-something. Uh, I n f f j. Does so one bond. of those letters stand for losing information? <laughs> yes.
2: Disorganized?
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> so the one that I usually use, I don't know if I, I'm not plugging anything here. Sure, no. So. Um, but there's an easy one to use. It's free. It's called 16 Personalities. 16? And an act, okay. 16. The number one, six sixteen. 16. Um, but it actually tells you, like, what all the different things are. And
2: is there a four times four of options you could be?
3: Essentially. Okay. So there's four. You're a math guy. I'm actually going to pull it up right now.
2: I'm smarter than the yeah. average math person.
3: I'm an ISTJ. No, I'm math.
2: No. I don't yeah.
1: know what the STJ is.
3: So you're probably INFJ or ISFJ.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. E E N F J. Are you? E N F J. I thought <laughs> yeah, it was I. Totally lost.
2: <laughs> I'm L O S T. Yeah,
3: <the> yeah, <only laughs> you are.
1: Okay, so where where do uh, how how would we fit in a conversation together? Oh, yours gave a cartoon. E- yeah. Yeah, no, it
3: gives just, you a little. Thi- yeah, mine's a little. Um,
1: do you guys
2: use the same one? Yeah,
1: sixteen personalities. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Okay. Hey, do it, guys. You get a free cartoon out of the deal. Right. <laughs> you
4: look like a king. <laughs> do
3: you have is that your actual results are yeah. you a A or a t
2: wait did yours give you a girly cartoon
3: you can set it to do that i'm just i like, wouldn't want
2: it to stereotype you
3: old scientist looking guy <laughs> that's not you that, that's totally me okay look at the glasses and the, the pulled back hair
2: you're an old scientist traveling in this hot young lady's body
3: pretty much with, with my clipboard <laughs> with a spreadsheet yes. on it um,
2: disqualifying men yeah. by checklist.
3: <laughs> and look there they are, Al and Ben, just <laughs> disqualifying all of them. You're out.
4: Uh,
3: all right. just uh, so so gonna have to edit uh, all of this instead out. Instead of
2: dating apps, you're disqualifying men through the uh, Myers Briggs.
3: I figure this is easier, you know. Like, yeah.
2: wait, would a Myers Briggs based dating app work better? I I'm well, sure that there is. That was probably what was, what was the old uh, Match. Man, give away the idea. Match, 47 levels of compatibility.
1: Not match, but th- it did. Ha- E-Harmony. E-Harmony, there you go.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. But
1: because yeah, uh, they talk they about
3: all their different oh, yeah. compatibility oh, things. Compatibility. where are they so. now? It's
1: Tinder now. <laughs> so I mean, you see where humans <laughs> yeah. are going with all this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear from my friends that Tinder starts with the height requirement.
3: Really?
2: That a lot of chicks would just write, I will not date a guy under. Oh,
1: under yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of women <laughs> would write in their bio that says, will not date six foot or under or six foot two or whatever.
2: And then I think there's a thing where dudes have to lie their height up.
3: Hmm. Is Tinder like the housing market where it shows like how long she's been on here without a <laughs> you know I will not date somebody under six two. She's been on here for three years with no matches. That would be fantastic. That
4: would be great. Just kinda of shows you the age of days the listing. On market. Yeah.
1: Where do you think for the uh, I'm jumping way back to the men and women thing. That's where right. do you think testosterone plays into like the workplace, to equality being treated in society and whatnot?
3: Um, I don't, I don't know. That, that's probably more of like a, like a medical professional's question, but there, there's definitely like a, um, from my understanding it would help out with like motivation competitiveness, mm. um, like in more cutthroat and competitive areas I'm yeah. sure, it's more helpful but hmm, okay. aside from that i'm not sure gotcha so yeah.
2: so testosterone motivates with anger or agitation does it get you moving or what's the uh
3: that would be the theory i guess okay. yeah you know less compassion you know like if you guys are competing for the same job and yeah you know you're all teed up and he's not then you're not going to really care if i would recommend you step on him if we
2: were going for the same job oh Wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I would recommend Lim if we were if we were both if we were the two candidates for a job. Oh, I would recommend Lim.
3: Oh. You mind if I Thank take you. a like two minutes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go for
1: it. Uh, we'll have to touch on cryptocurrency later. Whatever questions you have after we talk about skirts. Skirts, I like skirts. I'm gonna go about? with them. <laughs> <laughs> skirts and high heels. <laughs>
0: no,
2: our skirts and dresses. Sorry, this is from earlier. Are skirts and
1: dresses considered sexy. I think you uh, let me give. I think she said it as it's feminine. It's not that she was saying that it's sexy. So I, I think that's what I got from your answer. There's a difference. Yeah. If a woman is wearing a
2: skirt or a dress, mm-hmm. is there an additional sex appeal?
3: That would be my question for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Skirts, uh, skirts. Yes, or short skirts. Uh, long dress. Uh, any, any of them that are shorter. <laughs> A short the more skin you're showing? Like yeah.
3: I wear a maxi dress because it's one article of clothing I have to put on, and I am too lazy to put on pants. A maxi. So dress? we're yeah. not good with fashion.
2: It's it's, it's a
3: dress that is just like a long, like a moo? Like a long dress. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're like cute and stuff, but you know, okay. guys are like, "Ooh, you got all dressed up," and it's like, "No, I am too lazy to put pants on right now."
1: Yeah, Newm's really big in dresses. She doesn't wear them here because uh, she does find that the American style of dressing is a little bit easier, but in Vietnam Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason she that's what she said is just easier Just throw the dress on and then get out didn't have to worry about it T-shirt pants, whatever else. I can tell you one point of confusion
2: with men and women in America To men a skirt is short and a dress is long To a woman a dress starts at the shoulders and goes down and a skirt starts at the waist a skirt is a bottom Yep. Yeah, so men are confused about this. Oh, okay. So when we say skirt or dress, I think we're talking about the length of the garment.
3: We're talking about the length.
2: The, the stupid men, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> your, your title, not mine. Yes.
2: No, we are stupid about dresses.
3: <laughs> that's all right. You, yeah, I mean, you don't need to know. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some information, like, we don't all need to know everything. There's only so much room in there. Yes. So that's fine.
2: <laughs> we're too busy thinking about sports. Yeah. Uh, no, my curiosity was, uh, what makes them sexy? Is it because there's this implied open access? Is there this tantalizing possibility?
3: I mean, that, that's oh. a question for you guys. Like, like you yeah. see, so I showed up, you know, from work, so I'm wearing slacks. But yeah. if I showed up in a dress, what would the different perception be?
1: My answer still goes back to if it's showing more skin, then that's sexy. But I think, I think, still going back to what I said earlier. Renee's yeah. looking at it is just it's skirt or dress is feminine, not sexy. But you're yeah. you're thinking of sexy.
2: Yeah, well, so a girl could be wearing uh like short shorts, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's no implied open access that that the dress or the skirt mm-hmm. uh, hints at, or I mean, you could go back to that Marilyn Monroe movie, right, where the the vent blows up her dress. Mm-hmm. That's super. Pornographic for that time, right?
3: I get. I mean, I wasn't there, but yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> or are, are you
1: trying to say if you get uh, pants? Uh, mm, let's say pant, um, capris, capris that go a little bit past the knees, mm-hmm. and then a dress that goes <laughs> past the knees. Deep into fashion here. Yeah. Are you? Is that what you're trying to say? Are we what, talking what? capris
3: or culottes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even know what. what?
4: Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So are you trying to say what what makes a a Dress that goes past the knees more sexy than caprice. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah,
2: because I think I think in the engineering mindset of a man, mm-hmm. that that structurally <laughs> Structurally. Like, a breeze could blow we could see the panties if if something Th- that's happened. That's what
3: it all boils down to.
2: If she went upside down for some reason right now. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we just get inverted <laughs> for no
3: reason whatsoever. <laughs> gravity, it's like, well, gravity inverts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pannies weird pockets.
2: right now. Uh, there's, I I think for the male brain, there is some, some bait there. There's some.
1: But then, I mean, then you may want to go into then what makes lingerie sexy versus a bikini. Some women that if they show their underwear, they're really embarrassed, but yet they'll show, they'll be in a, a two-piece bikini and that's fine. Yeah. So this is the same. I think kind of similar topic. It's the, con uh, the, the, the thought that people think with that topic, meaning, yeah. If someone's wearing a dress, I guess men will potentially think that's sexy because women find women and men find a dress feminine, and then men will find that sexy. And same thing for supposedly lingerie versus a bikini. Mm. But to me, I find both lingerie and bikini both sexy. But I don't understand how women could decipher the difference because society tells us those rules. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what we're saying? The ideas are connected. I thought that's what you're trying to get to. I thought this is the point you're trying to get to.
2: No, I didn't have a point. I had a legitimate question of. <laughs> He's uh. like,
3: why do I find dresses so sexy? No, <laughs> am I a pervert, or is
2: this <laughs> the logical way to think about
3: it? You're pretty hung up on this skirt dress thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I love skirts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're the label maker over here. You got the look.
0: Ideally, the a short suit. skirt with
2: no panties <laughs> is. Is the most it's the most professional thing any woman yes. can
3: wear, and if you want to be taken seriously, you will be
2: promoted immediately. Cartwheels, whatever, whatever you're selling, men will buy it. We know. I could say with lingerie that typically it's a very thin, lacy fabric. You're not going to have a denim lingerie, right? So that psychologically is less barrier. There's a
3: lot of like satin and leather involved.
2: Leather. Oh yeah.
3: I don't know. I Depends mean, I don't, I don't have... You know, I'm not the authority on lingerie, but... Oh, I thought uh. of leather
2: as a different category than lingerie. <laughs> Something
3: different entirely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, well, I will say that, like, choker necklaces are very... They grab my attention. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've tried to figure it out. And I think it's because you don't normally wear a choker necklace as a woman. A woman doesn't wear a choker necklace typically... Unless it's, it's almost an overt communication of I want to be sexy somehow. Mm. That's as far as I've gotten on trying to figure this out for, I don't know, 20 years.
1: Maybe you like control.
3: So what else do chokers look like?
1: Control. I mean, they look like
2: a dog collar. But I don't, I don't have a desire to control women.
3: Do you, though?
2: I don't think so like I'm like the opposite of a rapist. <laughs> let's psychologically break down it. Let's let's get in
3: there. Okay, well look.
0: <laughs> I
2: want there. a woman to want me. Mm-hmm. If a woman ever said no or even like I'm not interested, I'd be like, oh, okay. okay. I'd be deflated and defeated.
3: Sad trombone.
2: Trombone? Yeah, yes.
4: Wah, wah.
3: Yes.
2: I want a I almost need like a cheerleader that's excited about mm-hmm. me. That's that's shouting and and can't stop herself from wanting to be on me.
3: So so cheerleaders doing cartwheels with no underwear wearing choker collars
2: uh yeah i mean that'd be weird to see a cheerleader with a choker i
4: don't
3: know this this is your world i'm just i'm just hanging out here but that
2: well that's the thing the choker collar is not normal in any setting right is there any place where
3: the 90s i would say like the early (laughs) to mid 90s that was a like fashion trend
2: like a sad emo thing kind
3: of well it was also there was a very like cutesy Trend yeah. that was going on, like Spice Girls kind of thing. Yeah, I would say I don't know.
1: Yeah. Okay, so your control on women. <laughs> Let's go deeper. I can't control them. <laughs> I got. I got no power. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's
3: why you find the choker collar so women attractive. me, I at will. <laughs> it, it's a sign of uh, being submissive or something. Uh, I see good. it as a communication.
1: Uh, I don't know if this is close to that. I once heard uh, some of my gal friends say that they wear boots when they want to feel, s- when they want to go out that night and like advertise to the world that they want to be sexy and they want to meet Fuck me some- boots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they um, said? Uh, I think one of them did say that. Okay. Um, now is, is choker, as is a choker necklace close to uh, fuck me boots in any ways from a female's perspective and or any of your female friends?
3: I don't know. I, I'm definitely not a, not the authority on women think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will say with um, one of the ways that women can communicate confidence or having some kind of power is just with the way that we dress. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and the shoes have a lot to do with it for some reason. Um, maybe it's because, like, we know we can wear heels and y'all can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a confidence thing for us. Like if we're wearing, you know, some super sexy stilettos and just like rocking it, you know, yeah. uh, makes our legs look great, you know, cause it accentuates the calves and the height and all that good stuff. Yeah. So there, the, there probably is something to that being kind of like a power move and mm. just feeling more confident. You exude the confidence. That's always sexy, but yeah,
1: I've heard some people say that heels is trying, trying to show. The, what's the word I'm looking for? Where women are more vulnerable in heels, so it's it's a vulnerable thing to mm. wear heels.
3: It it can be if you're not good at wearing heels, uh, physically from depending falling. on the height of heels. <laughs> uh, but they're also, I mean, they're just they're
2: they're like hobbling.
3: They're they're going to be a sexier shoe than like tennies or flats. Oh yeah, yeah, they for, just are because yeah. they're they're delicate, but, they're intricate, they have jewels and stuff. And
2: I mean, you I could mean, have some very ornate flat shoes, right?
3: But are they going to be as sexy as heels? Mm. Mm. I
2: like platforms because then I think you get all the advantages of the height with added stability, structurally speaking.
3: <laughs> so you're just over here from an engineering standpoint.
2: <laughs> I'm not even an engineer. This, this girl
3: is clearly clearly has it going on.
2: If you want the height without the instability, go platform.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like that party you were talking about earlier where everyone's at yeah, same height. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: that would be weird because I got a friend that's 6'10". Yeah. So, like, I would need a lot of bricks because I also got friends yeah, that are, don't like... I just do invite those tall motherfuckers. Barely five foot, yeah.
4: <laughs> you have
2: your own tall party. Get out of here. When Ricky
1: was here, we made him sit over there, so that me and Earl could look bigger to the camera. <laughs> there you go. Did it work? Uh, yeah, I, I think it worked on camera. Okay. Um, the way this camera is set
2: up, the center seat looks further away. Yeah, yeah, much smaller. It's like Alice in Wonderland there. where you shrink. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. the
3: seat of no power.
2: I will say that... Uh, I think when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, uh, a woman in business slacks was very attractive. Mm-hmm. And guessing at why at that time, I was I was thinking it it showed competence of you know, uh how do you explain it? She was good at something. She was in the in the workplace, mm-hmm. she was succeeding in the office and dressing I don't know. If you could still be sexy in work slacks. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. There there was a, a sex, it's a an attraction to a woman who could achieve in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of depends on what you're attracted to. Yeah. You know, there's, there's men that find, like, women who are successful professionally and confident, they find yeah. that a total turnoff. Oh, yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, professional achievement and doing something in the world and getting somewhere is awesome.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, what stereotypes are not correct in the, this men and women's uh, talk that we're um, talking about? So I'm, as in, I think it's, right now I can't think of any, so what, uh, let me rephrase. So between men and women, what stereotypes are incorrect? In the U.S.? Uh, just w- yeah, Anything. I think this this was something that you uh, I think you while we we're driving in your manly truck the other day with your face on the side
4: uh you <laughs> was
1: <laughs> shouting at women through the window no
3: stop crying <laughs> do a cartwheel uh,
1: at the time that it made sense to write this down it was which stereotype, t- stereotypes are not correct um I'm not it? sure I um, mean do women cry more are women more emotional
3: um, I don't know that women are more emotional, but we're allowed to be more emotional.
2: So do men bury their emotions more?
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Did we talk about like, so for a lot of men, you're allowed to show like one big emotion and that's anger, mm. you know? Yeah. Because that's, that's what you're allowed to do. Like men, a lot of times are not allowed to be sad or afraid. Yeah. Or whatever. and you still experience those emotions, but you're only allowed to express them as anger.
2: Ah. So if you love somebody, you can still punch them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no? <Okay. laughs> no.
2: I've found that as I get older, I am more comfortable telling people I love them. Mm-hmm. Whereas a younger man I didn't I didn't feel as comfortable.
3: Yeah. Well, I think I, I think that comes with just like coming into your own and like being more comfortable just with yourself. Yeah. You know? Like a lot of the work that I do with the with the men that I work with is like okay you you know anger you know that but yeah. there's 20 different kinds of anger that you feel and what are those actually and um, there's a lot of fear of feeling for mm. men you know like if I feel sad am I going to cry and am I going to be judged and viewed as weak yeah if I allow myself to feel that um, and once like you can actually allow yourself to do that and realize it's not that bad like okay I cried ooh right you know. It's, it's not that bad
1: for me getting older. I feel like I'm guessing it's testosterone, um, getting lower, I'm guessing. So like, uh, certain movies that, uh, my wife will watch, it's so easy to get teary-eyed and I'm sure you didn't pick it <laughs> when I, when I was in my early twenties, there's no, I think there's no way I would have teared up on some of those movies. So, um, growing up no older male figure told me like hey this would happen because i think that's very common i think um so maybe as generations and traditions as things change um i mean i'll voice my opinion and tell the younger generation yeah uh your testosterone probably is going to come down a little bit or things are going to get more sensitive and you're going to think differently but nobody ever told me that growing up so anyways um uh i think I think as age, uh, age happens for men, that those things naturally change. Isn't there a very practical thing
2: for a dad to know, hey, you know, practically, I know it's gonna, it's gonna help him if he's tough. It's not gonna help him if he's mm-hmm. a sissy. He's not mm-hmm. gonna do well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, could a dad have that thought, and could he be right, because this is the world we live in? Mm-hmm. Could you say, hey, look, I'm not telling the world what it should be. I can tell you what I see out there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And a, a tough dude's gonna do better than Mr. Feelings. Yeah. He's gonna do better in sports, he's gonna do better in the workplace, he's gonna go for that promotion yeah. and he's gonna
1: The only thing I the only rebuttal I would have on that, I do agree with you. I, I think in this society where money getting money is kind of the ultimate goal, seems like yeah, for most get people. Money. So then being um aggressive to get Humor that money. Right. Sorry, um, I screw up. <laughs> I totally forgot where I was going. Um now, oh, oh, so where I'm going with that is the only probably re- the rebuttal that I would only have is peop- guys that try to emulate that and they may break down eventually. That's probably the only thing that I could think of that would have a very negative, catastrophic, catastrophic uh, situation.
2: That there's a lot of stress to living up to some other role. That, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I agree with that. So, so nowadays I think there's a lot of, uh, do you know Twitches, the gaming? Yes. So there's a lot of Twitch... A lot of gaming where dudes will dress up like a cosplay girl mm. and have a ton of... There's a
3: Not aware that this is a thing, but okay.
2: I mean, they look like chicks. I mean, there's this is cross-dressing cosplay Twitch thing. Mm. So if you were a tough dad and your son is this cross-dressing Twitch player, that'd be the opposite of what you want. But then if you made a ton of money, then would he be getting to the goal the wrong way?
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> I guess it would depend on what is, what is the dad's actual goal. Is it to have his son be happy and successful and, you know, enjoying his life? Or would it be to live up to the standard that he's set?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so is is implied in success the proper route to success? Like you can't shortcut to success the wrong way. Are these two deep questions for... It's not shoots and ladders here. We're a bunch of (laughs) non-parents,
3: right? Everyone's (laughs) screwing up their kids. You guys suck at parenting.
2: (laughs) Um, I, you know, I do look at life like shoots and ladders. Like if I can get the shortcut,
3: right? Where is that ladder? But then you're gonna fall down that big slide. Oh, I sucked at that game. I mean, I know there wasn't like (laughs) skill involved, but and then I was like, "Ooh, slides!" We. I was like, "Oh, wait, no." So I having fun slides. in life is being a loser. I guess that's what was we learned from. <laughs> great at slides, though.
4: <laughs> I can slide slide into sucked at ladders.
1: <laughs> All right, you guys want to talk about cryptocurrency for a bit? Do you have? Sure. Did you have some? Uh, we could jump back to the psychology stuff at any time too. But was there some cryptocurrency questions? I want to make sure we have enough time for that.
3: So I guess the the thing that I've been struggling with. Um, and I've been trying to get my old accounts back, and that's that's been fun. Uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah.
1: We, we could still talk about aliens living in a simulation. Simulation, and also I had a psychology question later. Is there something better suited than this concrete concrete jungle? But anyways, let's do crypto for it's a little. It's oh, like a preview question. right there. You just I know right? the audience. <laughs>
3: <laughs> up next, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay sorry. tuned. Sorry, I after Renee's off. cryptocurrency. Deal. So here's the thing that I'm struggling with right now. Because um, I've talked, I've talked with you. Um, I've talked with um, some of my other friends that have been more like on the investing side and then are applying that to crypto. Um, I can't figure out how to get my money where it needs to go. Like I have a bank account, I have this crypto account and they're like, hey, do you wanna buy this? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, you need to have this thing that you don't have. And then like I did a wallet thing and- I,
1: Yeah, I Metabask. Are, 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 You're are you, just
3: making stuff up now.
1: <laughs> no, that's actually real. Are you on It looks <laughs> like Star Fox. Yeah. Are, are you on Gemini or Coinbase?
3: I have Coinbase. Coinbase.
1: So there should be a place to set up your bank account, and then you yeah. can transfer. Um, you could bank transfer money to uh, yeah. to Coinbase, and then if you transfer, like, say, two hundred dollars, then you'll have two hundred USD to buy to buy and sell. Yeah.
3: So then there, so there's like these other. Because of course I have like eight different.
2: Wait. So you're saying you have Coinbase?
3: I have Coinbase. And you have
2: it connected to your real world. Yeah, and they account? charge
3: like a fee, right? Who the, Coinbase? Coinbase. Uh, they'll
1: charge a fee when you buy. So say you bring in two hundred dollars. Yeah. They don't. I don't think they charge anything on that. When you buy uh, Ethereum, if you buy two hundred dollars worth of Ethereum, uh, they'll they'll probably charge you like uh, I don't know, maybe ten dollars or something. Mm-hmm. So you'll get one ninety.
3: Okay. Okay um so i have is that similar
1: across the exchanges as far i i've um between i think gemini coinbase and i think kraken i've tested those and they're like to the penny the same exact fee. because if anybody undercut then everybody would flock to the cheaper
4: yeah yeah i would
1: i would imagine so yep i think for a while uh yeah. it seemed like gemini was the if I remember correctly, Gemini was the cheapest back then. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. They, they probably figured out their own uh, supply and demand on that.
2: Well, I think they because there's only three of them, unless you count Binance US, um, are they currently in
1: trouble? No, I think they're good. Binance US.
2: So you have three or four US exchanges where you can bring money in, bring US money in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easy to realize if they have a race to the lowest fees that they're yeah. all going to end up yeah. at the same. Yeah. And that happened with all the stock exchange uh, like E-Trade, Scott trade, whatever else, Vanguard, I think there was a race to the lowest fees and they're all just, they're like, we could have made more money if we'd all held to our higher fees. Mm, mm. So it's not, a, you wouldn't even need a, um, like an overt collusion.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: You, it'd be an easy realization for three companies to go, hey, you know. Yeah. If we cut the knees out, we're all gonna hurt. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. So I guess once I put money into the Coinbase, and I buy coin with that. Can I trade with different platforms?
1: So it depends on, uh, so Coinbase has a pretty decent selection nowadays. Mm -hmm. They used to be like only three coins in there, then they went to 12 coins. And I think they're now like 30 or 40 coins. Yeah. So it depends on what you want to do. Uh, If you specifically want a certain coin that's not available on Coinbase, then I'll I'll work with you to do that. So what you would have to do, um, hmm. So, can, can you move your coin?
2: So, your money is sitting in Coinbase. Say you bought Ethereum or Bitcoin with it. Mm-hmm. You would now have $190 worth of Ethereum. Then, would you have to move that to a off Coinbase wallet?
1: So, depending if, you, if there's some coin, uh, say freaking Shiba coin, fucking this, the dog coin, the, the number two dog coin, if you wanted that, and, <laughs> and be, I think Shiba, she,
2: Shiba coin is the knockoff of doggy coin.
1: Yeah. So Shiba I'm guessing no, like is prob- <laughs> probably not on Coinbase I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to really buy that, uh, you'd have to get onto an exchange that has Shiba coin, so you'd have to you'd have to create whatever exchange that is uh yeah. whatever. Say Bitrix is the exchange. You would have to get the money from get the ETH from Coinbase to your to your Bitrix and then you could trade on Bitrix your ETH for Shiba.
3: So how does one do that? Do you have to like get one of these wallet things and put it in there or you just trade across. You could,
1: you could uh, send it across. You would be a withdrawal of ETH from your Coinbase account. And then you would deposit, you would uh, send it to your Bittrex uh, wallet. Mm -hmm. So each, each exchange, you're going to have like a wallet address. Yeah. And then um, you would supply that when you're withdrawing from Coinbase, you would supply the wallet address of the Mm -hmm. Bitrix one.
3: So then, there's these, like these things that are just a wallet. Are those kind of like
1: those? Are those just wallets now?
3: Or was oh, that that's like part? like are they still relevant?
1: An or? offline wallet. Um, so is that what we're talking about. That's where it would most likely go for those type of wallets. Is most people would probably use that for offline wallets. So meaning, uh, uh let's just use the example. Say if you bought that hundred ninety dollars on Coinbase mm-hmm. and Coinbase bellies up and runs with with it, you would lose that hundred ninety dollars worth of each you're trusting Coinbase to hold your $190 worth mm-hmm. of ETH. Okay. So if by chance you don't trust Coinbase for whatever reason, you could download something like MetaMask, which is a, is a ETH wallet, and then you'd, you'd have your MetaMask wallet and you would withdraw from your Coinbase to your MetaMask and then you could just hold your MetaMask wallet so that if Coinbase bellies up, they don't take your $190 worth of ETH.
4: Okay,
2: Is it correct to say that that offline wallet lives on the blockchain?
1: that's technically correct uh everyone will call it an offline um an offline wallet the offline piece is a lot of people will take that private key and put it only on paper Mm -hmm. so uh the air gap there's no there's no digital way to get to that piece of paper so that's why they they call it an offline wallet because there's an air gap between it um i don't know
2: so while your ethereum is at coinbase you're trusting Coinbase not to screw you, mm-hmm. which is a is pretty, pretty safe bet. But uh, conceivably, the Coinbase could get hacked. Somebody yeah. could hack into the exchange and grab your money. So we don't, we don't know what happens then. But if you moved it to this offline wallet, then only you have the incredible mathematical password mm-hmm. that basically nobody in the universe can ever get to without your password. But once you've moved it to your wallet, now you can go to any exchange, um, especially with a coin like Ethereum or Bitcoin. Almost every exchange is going to accept those, right? Is going to yeah. use those coins. Mm. Um, the reason we start at Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, or Binance US is because those are the only four exchanges where you can bring your US dollars in.
1: Okay.
3: The easiest that makes sense. Of the,
1: yeah, the easiest of the four. Or, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's where I
3: was getting confused because I was looking at some of these other, like just other weird ass apps. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I wanna buy that. And they're like, you need this thing that's not real money. And I'm uh, like, yeah. how, I don't know how, but gotcha. okay. So that makes more sense.
1: Did that, you have, was there friends telling you which coins to buy or something?
3: No, they are just like, hey, I use this platform or this one and you know, just to like experiment and play around and stuff.
1: Gotcha. So. Just looking for the manliest looking coins. Yes. It's a Ford Raptor. <laughs> the tallest coins. It's RPTR. Yeah. Now I'm looking for skirt coin.
2: I'd buy it.
3: <laughs> Sold. Any you should other? see if there's a coin and if not, like we're making skirt coin. It can only go up. people will buy it for no reason whatsoever. To the moon.
1: The, the way it's been going lately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Any other crypto questions?
3: I'm just trying to get my old accounts back
1: did, did by chance did that work out where i told you to um i
3: contacted them and kind of went through the steps and i've followed up with them and be like hey so where's my old money mm. and i haven't heard back from them so i think i just need to keep pounding them yeah, okay. and then my old binance is stuck in Binance, yeah. not us
1: so if anybody's watching yeah. um if you happen to lose your coinbase email address and password um, if you're you, extra dumb. <laughs> if you lost your. Extra secure. Yeah. If you lost your email address <laughs> also. So, what you can do if your bank attack, uh, account is still the same, what you can do is contact their support and hopefully their support will ask you, okay, your last line of. Uh, last line of. Uh, last chance is if you do something. Uh, I, did they ask you to send money from your bank account or did they ask anything? They asked me
3: to verify the bank account. Mm. Okay. they. Only- um, so, basically, they asked me to um, give them as much information about the previous account as I could mm-hmm. set up a new account and verify the bank account. Um, ah, okay. so I've done all of that. And they're like, if we can, you know, verify that this is still you, yeah, yeah. then we'll, we'll find your old stuff. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. from what I uh, read online, some, someone, if I'm, if I remember correctly, they also had to do a, a with withdrawal they had to send money from their bank account to uh, Coinbase so that Coinbase help desk could also say, okay, if you're able to send money out from that account, that really is you, and that's the same account from the last, the one that you lost the email address to, and yeah. then they were able to give all the funds to that person, supposedly. Okay. So hopefully hopefully, you, you'll get there.
4: Yeah, we'll they, see.
2: They just don't want some Romanian dude to come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, Romania. They don't want some. <laughs>
1: Random hacker What's well, a country we don't care about at all? <laughs> they don't want a North Korean guy. <laughs> Us Canadians, <laughs> I tell you. Fucking Canadians. Sketchy
3: Canadians.
2: Are there Canadian hackers? I, well,
1: oh, there's probably hackers in all places, but I haven't heard of. They any, just apologize. Anyone. You're like, hey,
3: sorry. <laughs> Very sorry about stealing your money. You're just gonna take all your your coin here.
2: <laughs> They're pretending to be Russian.
3: So sorry about it. <laughs> all
1: right. Any other crypto questions before we jump?
2: Well, so if you if you ever took your money off of an exchange to an offline wallet, Mm -hmm. if you lose your password, you're toast. That's it. You alone have the password. So if there is a certain safety to trusting the exchange with your money a little bit, there's a a backup there, right? Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah, there's a trade-off. I usually tell uh, my friends what your comfort uh, have a have tiers of comfort level where you. uh, For me, I tell people my comfort level is about one to two thousand dollars on an on a centralized exchange like coinbase uh, but other people might they might be really rich and they're like ah fifty thousand um, dollars jump change yeah yeah so it depends on what, what your rich comfort. <laughs> 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 it depends on the comfort level and then the next layer level is get it to a offline wallet and then even to the next level if you're really uh if you have enough money that you want to put a lot of effort to is uh Punch keys into metal cards so that it's fireproof, electric proof. Um, fire, water, electric proof. Lightning? And lightning, yeah. Fire, well, electric. Even lightning. magma. No, well, <laughs> oh, <would> ma- magma. <laughs> <Probably not>. Yeah. <laughs> Yellowstone, sure, right? every option would kill it.
2: <laughs> Wait, so if you put the metal card into a styrofoam boat, no, it'd have to be a lava proof boat that would float. You need a lava proof submarine. I don't know okay. if there's
1: a such thing. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I was on.
0: What other questions do you have, Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Do we want to do the aliens living in simulation, or is there something better suited than this concrete jungle? You guys choose. What,
2: what do you I saw a news article to? that there's some electric car company. Uh, they're not, it's not a ton of cars, but they make, I don't know, dozens or hundreds of cars a year. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, there's a bunch of computers sitting on this electric car. When you park it, uh, we just put the program on there so it'll mine cryptocurrency while it's parked. Hmm. So presumably it has an internet connection and a bunch of computers sitting on the car. So it says while you're in Neiman Marcus buying high heels, it'll make cryptocurrency. Presumably not a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's doing something while it's sitting there.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, it's just sitting there.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you guys think of that? I think it's pretty cool. I would imagine the hardware can't, probably can't keep up with the times. Just unfortunately, I, I feel like uh, CPUs and our GPUs on a car probably won't be as powerful as, as modern because uh, GPUs are just so fast and it's, it's um, each year it just gets faster and faster. So a yeah. car won't be able it's, to keep It's up some, with that. some
2: small company, so presumably they could have like last year's computers.
3: So It's kind of like just their gimmick.
1: Yeah, it's probably more a gimmick than yeah. than yeah. actual. I mean, you it's probably like you you're getting concept, something,
3: right? you know. Even but if yeah. it was
1: 10 bucks a month or something.
3: Well, even want to like just like the concept of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, because like say Ethereum mining um, car, video cards that you bought four years ago, mm-hmm. um, they start touching, they start hitting a place where it's the hash rate is so tough on the Ethereum blockchain mm-hmm. that it's more you're going to pay more in electricity than what you gain, oddly. So the new video card is much better, much faster and much better in power efficiency. So that's yeah. actually some, a big, there's a big factor in power efficiency for these, um, these GPU miners. So we need this car to have a solar panel on it. Yes. Oh, so they have that. So
2: No, I'm just saying that would be the next logical. Yeah, yeah.
3: Isn't that what uh, Fisker did? They have a solar panel on the roof.
1: Mm-hmm. I think,
3: yeah. I, think so.
2: I, yeah. I think the general consensus is with the efficiency of current solar panels, it's hard to have a panel on your roof that collects enough electricity to make a difference to the car battery. Mm. Like looks you can get cool. a few percent, but not. Another gimmick. Yeah. Another one of those love the
1: concept kind of. Yeah. 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 All right, Renee, pick one of the three. Aliens. aliens simula- simulation or concrete jungle. Let's
3: talk about aliens
1: simulated aliens so do you think aliens exist
3: i think statistically they have to
2: emmett are we defining aliens as life that did not originate on earth because
1: mm. mm. uh, there's so many theories on uh that, um, that an asteroid hit earth and then that probably helped uh, an asteroid with some type of dna probably started life and on we're earth.
3: aliens that's my theory it's a rough theory.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that.
2: No, um, well, I mean, we're familiar. So DNA, all life on Earth has DNA? Is that is that correct? I think Does algae so, have DNA? Oh. Does algae count as alien, or are you thinking intelligent aliens?
1: I, I would think in any form of life. On, for, if, yeah, if I was going to ask this question, I would say any form of life.
2: So you <laughs> would count algae on Pluto?
1: I, I would I don't know if the Bible thumping Christians, Bible thumping religious people would care enough about that. Meaning, no, of meaning I, not. Huh? of course not. I, yeah, well, you're why right, do we you're have right.
2: to be aliens versus Christians? Uh,
1: I feel <laughs> that's, I, that's
3: how I, it goes down. You, you're not a, You <laughs> my, didn't
0: know this.
1: My bias agenda is I love the idea. If we did find algae on another planet, Pluto, well, that's that,
2: that do, we see Jesus' face in it. No, 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 no,
1: that. <laughs> It's that only the real, alien toast. <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs> that religious people would
1: hopefully... That's, that's your TikTok clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> that Hopefully that religious people would be like, oh, maybe religion isn't right. Maybe there is life on other planets.
2: I, I think you're giving religious people <clears throat> too much credit for being logical. Like to, to say alien life somewhere else disproves my religion here. Mm-hmm. There's already plenty of logic against religion now. Yeah, true. So I don't think that additional piece of information would change anything for religion. I think it would just,
3: again, become wrapped up in the, in the beliefs that, you know. Yeah.
1: They'd find some way to mm-hmm. still deny yeah. that uh, God doesn't exist. Yeah.
3: But I think even if we're talking about like intelligent life, you know, the way that we view it, like creatures with consciousness, I think considering how many stars yeah. are in the visible universe, how many of those stars have a planetary system around them? Billions. Yeah, even with the trillions the very very special circumstances under which our planet had in order to create life, I think it is like statistically not possible that Billions. that doesn't exist anywhere else in the universe. Yeah. You know.
2: There are quadrillions of other planets duplicate to Earth.
3: How many zeros is that?
2: I don't even know. I was just making shit up.
1: I'm not that mathematical. (laughs) Are we gonna uh, find alien? Are we gonna encounter aliens in our lifetime?
3: I don't know. I I I think if they've if they've discovered us, they just kind of (laughs) did an about face and we're like, nah.
1: What do you think about the uh, the UFO stuff recently? Uh, There's a lot of UFOs. um, There's always a lot of UFO stuff. I uh, I feel like more than oh maybe I'm wrong but I feel like more more than the last ten years I guess Um, I've been
2: in America 44
1: years there's always a lot of UFO stuff like the tic tac uh, flying uh, thing on the I think there was some um, there was some I'm trying to think Air Force Air flying and they got it on radar there's like this tiny tic tac flying like super super fast and the tic tac. uh, this, oh sorry a, a size
3: extraterrestrial tic-tac
1: it was the shape of a tic-tac flying super fast but the tic-tac super far in the video it's super far so up close would be much bigger but in the video it's the size of a tic-tac and um
2: like if you like in the real world it would be the size
1: of a bus I, I, they
3: the pilot spit a tic-tac out a window and
1: <laughs> i don't know if they uh, if they ever talked about how what size it would be if, uh if they brought Okay, but in the video, it's the size of a tic tac, and it's it's flying super fast, and it's they're saying it seems like that tic tac was definitely aware of them, mm-hmm. and then the government has come out and said uh, this to them is a un- un- unidentified flying object, mm-hmm. and the government confirmed that it's a UFO, but UFO in the sense of is an alien, they're yeah. just saying it's a UFO,
3: yeah, because technically UFO is just I mean. I could throw this, and until you're aware, it's a cup yeah, being yeah, thrown yeah, at you. Yeah. It's an unidentified yeah. flying object. Yeah. Ooh, think fast. <laughs> 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 UFO! <laughs> Coming at you. <ya. laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that, like... And I'm not, like, saying that I agree or disagree either way with, like, us being visited. Um, but, like, why has the video quality not got any better yeah, in the yeah. last, like, 60 years of UFO sightings? Yeah. Like, we can... Create like you could be created digitally, and yet we still have the grainiest videos of like the flying hat. I don't know, yeah, uh, we that,
2: that's, billions, that's always an issue for me. We have billions <laughs> of 10 megapixel videos of uh, tacos,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: but <And laughs> no yet, good, no This tic tac
3: is still a tic tac. <laughs> like, come on,
2: I think. Uh, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson uh address that one time, and he said, You know, unidentified flying object explains it all. It's a flying object, unidentified, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's where that ends for me because until I have more information, until I have more data, it is incorrect to jump to the conclusion we must be being visited by intelligence with spacecraft. There's probably some more likely explanation. It would even be more likely that the U.S. military has some
1: That's what I was exactly technological
2: thinking. drone or satellite or airplane that can do amazing things. They're not going to tell you about it. They're yeah. going to say, oh, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what that is. Stealth
3: technology? Oh, well, it doesn't yeah. exist. Stop pointing your radar over there. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> I think if there is, if there is some kind of other form of intelligent life. I don't think it would be the way that we per, like. I don't think it's going to be some like gray biped creature that's about the same size as us and has roughly the same technology. It's just shinier. It really likes anal probes. Yeah, right. Like, ooh, let's <laughs> find out what this does. You know, um, yes. I mean, that's that's probably yes. what ocean creatures think of us. They're like, what is with these these yeah biped creatures and probing? Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's our flaw. Um, but I, I think, I mean, maybe they are like this big and fly around and tic tacs and. Uh-huh. You know, they don't, they're not carbon-based or, I don't know.
1: Do you think on a psychological standpoint, humans are kind of predispositioned to think that there are aliens?
3: I don't know. I, I think some yes, some no, you know, because there, there's the, the chunk of people that, you know, like the, the <clears throat> very religious people that, you know, we are, we are special, we're created just us nobody else um i think there's a lot of resistance to the idea that there's other intelligent life and that we're not like chosen yeah um but i don't know i think also like the the universe is just like immeasurable to our human brains like we we cannot fathom everything that goes on you know so mm. i think that we also for those of us that are on the other side of that line, like we don't want to feel like we're alone or. No, I like disagree. There's no I fathom everything.
2: Life. I understand it all. Everything.
3: <laughs> fathom it all.
2: <laughs> I, have a, I have a theory that uh, people are vulnerable to entertaining ideas. If it's entertaining, we have trouble letting go of it. And to disbelieve it is to let go of it. So by believing in it, then you can hold on to that entertaining idea. Like it's wildly entertaining to think something could be visiting us, right? What could it be? It's a mystery and an Mm -hmm. excitement, a promise of future technology, a promise of either conflict or threat or some utopian future. Whatever that fantasy represents to each person, that's so enthralling that how can you just say, "Eh, yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, even something like gossip, right? oh, did you hear that at the office, this guy was sleeping with that chick? Mm -hmm. Like Juicy. Yeah, but then you'll talk about it and you'll repeat Mm -hmm. it, even though it's just a rumor. um, It it becomes this big thing. And I think entertainment has a value. It's this weird kind of pattern that I'm seeing in, in human behavior that there's a lot of things you can point to that the entertainment is the utility of it. Uh, I would even say the Bible is a collection of entertaining stories. They're wild stories, right? Some dude put all the animals of the earth onto a boat. Except the
3: unicorns. They were playing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He missed
2: the unicorns. I know. (laughs) So, like, those things take root Mm -hmm. in the human mind. And in a way, we can't let go of these fantastic things. Because the world's kind of boring if you let go of all the fantasies, right?
3: Yeah, no, that, that's interesting and I agree with that because I think that is what, like, if you think about people's obsession with winning the lottery.
0: Well, I mean, even there though is a real winner.
3: There is, but is there? Because the, the likelihood is so small and people will usually, I mean, yeah. spend tons on trying to win the lottery and the vast majority of people that win these like huge jackpots yeah. Most of them have lost their money or are dead within like five years or something like that. It's a lot of cocaine. Like it actually ruins people, but still there's this fantasy of winning the lottery and it's just, it's the entertainment of it. It's the fantasy of it. It's this idea. I I used um, to live in
2: California and I would spend a little bit on the lottery. Just a little bit? I would spend the minimum for each draw, right? I would spend a dollar or two if I was at a gas station or something. So for a long time, it was... A dollar a week or something, right? Mm Or two dollars a week. So then, if you think about that, that's like a hundred bucks a year. And to me, I was like, "Yeah, I know I'm probably not going to win, but I want the chance. And I feel like what I'm buying with this dollar is the fantasy.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: because I'll never own a golden helicopter, but with this ticket, I can almost own the golden helicopter. You can own
3: a piece of that fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's like gambling. Like you go to the casino with the understanding you're probably going to lose most of your money, if not all of it. No, they think they're gonna win. But you you justify it with I'm at least getting this, you know, two hours of entertainment at the craps table.
2: I don't think it'd be worth that right. If you have a healthy
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) No, the the unhealthy way is going into it of I'm going to beat the house or I'm going to actually win win the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still that's also like the fantasy.
2: Yeah, I, well, so that's why I don't uh, gamble in a casino because, say, if you win, like only in si- back alleys. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like like a three big guys named Bo. Is, a, is attractive to me. But if mm-hmm. I won twenty grand or even forty grand, I still have to show up to work the next day, right? Yeah. So I mean, maybe you could buy a car, or I mean, but it doesn't change your life. Yeah. In some fantastic like way.
3: millions would.
2: Yeah. So I I think for me, the lottery is substantially different in that I'm never gonna buy 40 lottery tickets at once. Mm -hmm. I'll just buy one to pay for the fantasy and the chance. I don't know, that's how I see it.
1: Randomly, my thought is, is it rooted in something paranoia or exploration to whether it be gambling, lottery, and or aliens in the sense of, for us to be paranoid, That's we're fearful. Some animal, uh, in in back in the past when we're cavemen, an animal may come up and kill us. So we have to be paranoid. Yeah, is there some rooted human brain thing that's going on to make us attached to aliens and gambling? Hmm.
2: That's a uh. question for you, Renee. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well,
1: it's weird to put aliens and gambling in the same question. It's still, I think it's the imagination. It's the same thing. Well, I think it's similar. Yeah, no, I've I think seen it. I can give where where guy a big check.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then people hound but, him and arrest yeah. him. Watch <laughs> <and> all <laughs> fire your in relatives come out of the woodwork. <laughs> statistically, you will not win the lottery. Lottery, and then statistically, we I will get anal probed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Much better> <laughs>
0: Go with that one. <laughs> so, uh, is it something
1: gentle. in the human brain that's paranoia or exploration that's that causes us to think that way
3: i don't know i I think it's it's i think it's kind of the entertainment factor the the living into the fantasy Mm. kind of thing you know yeah that's just kind of my guess yeah seems to be more the motivator
4: Hmm.
1: all right living in a simulation what do you guys think about that is it aliens controlling a simulation and we're stuck in it
3: what a boring simulation! Yeah, you know, like why are carbs a thing in this simulation? Can they just <laughs> why
1: can't yeah, why, I be the rich? Why is, why
3: is cellulite a thing in the simulation? Why like, is everything that tastes has, good bad for me? I know it has Where's no my function. <laughs> Golden helicopter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it's an interesting idea. Like when the Truman Show came out, I'm sure I was not the only person. Like, I always thought this was my life. What, <laughs> you what know? was
2: the? Uh... Was it he was the star of a sitcom and he didn't know? Was yeah, the,
3: yeah. his whole life was basically a reality show and he didn't know.
2: Yeah. Was he a wildly entertaining star of the Truman Show or was he a normal dude?
3: He's boring. He's
2: and then kind of somehow everybody guy. wanted to watch the boring dude? Yep. Okay.
3: So I guess that further proves that this could be a simulation.
2: What <laughs> happened when he escaped?
3: He just kind of left. Show. And the ended. world didn't care? Did they you ever see him? the Truman Show?
2: I, I actually haven't seen it either. What? Sorry. (laughs) I only said that. Like he was knocking on the wall and it looked like a painting of the sky or something. Yeah. Is that his actual escape?
3: Yeah, so basically like this whole dome thing was it's a great movie. You should just watch it. It's a Ron Mm. Howard film, so you know, there you go. It's gonna be great. You're gonna (laughs) get a little misty eyed. Yes. But yeah, he was I mean, he was born live on air and his whole life was just A sham. This T V show, like his friends were actors, his family. Mm. It was interesting. Very good. But I, I think a lot of us have had that, like, is my life just a joke? And I wonder if that's kind of a similar thought process as this whole, like, fantasy of aliens and the lottery. Like, mm-hmm. this can't be all that my life is about. Like, my life this cannot be just this mundane thing where I go to this job that's, like, kind of okay to kind of pay my bills mostly. And
2: Oh, is that is that a vanity mm-hmm. fantasy to want to think that I'm special and... Yeah. I'm important somehow. Yeah,
3: and like there, there's more to you than yeah. what you are right now, right? Because yeah. like we all kind of want to be, like we all want to be special. Yeah. In our own I'm not. special way. But you want to be.
2: <laughs> I wear jeans. As
3: evidenced by Raptor. <laughs> but only a little bit special? <laughs> only a little bit special. Not so abnormal? Not super special.
2: I would never paint it neon green.
3: Okay, good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be too weird and get too much attention. And
3: not manly enough but it would definitely still say bro <laughs>
2: <laughs> to the literal monster truck crowd.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> on a, uh, I heard some, some, I think it was some religious person trying to argue that, uh, they're trying, they're trying to say that if religion doesn't exist, then what's the more, what's morality for. So meaning, uh, if we, if, I'm living in a, either a simulation or not. If this, if this wasn't a an simulation and this is just a bunch of random, a, random, random a, atoms hitting each other and this life came about. So then morality, I could just go and kill you, take your wallet, kill you, take your wallet. And then there's nothing there's,
2: I think in the long run, cooperative action works where that sort of uh, murderous selfishness will not succeed in the long run. If you are recklessly greedy.
1: Okay. So what about uh, intelligently greedy? You become a CEO. Yeah.
3: Yep. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: So then if we're, um, if I believe that religion, uh, that there is no God, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that we're in a simulation or not. I'm okay, I'm okay either way because I don't have a choice. If I'm in a simulation, for now, I don't have a way to get out that I know of.
3: Yeah. I'm just disappointed if we are. That's yeah, all. It's I'm a like links. really, yeah. yeah. Seriously,
2: why do I have <laughs> hair growing on my butthole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not it's a good an place. Awful for it. simulation.
1: So, uh, is
2: somebody being amused by my discomfort? <laughs> okay. By your hairy butthole? Yeah, <laughs> mm. I don't need it there.
3: None of us do. Well, that was- <laughs> there's still that can help you with that.
1: There, it was evolutionary. If we look at the science, is it to keep bugs out of my butthole? Uh, it was to, to, to keep to you from
3: stop putting your finger in there. <laughs> it's not hairy enough it's not park. working though <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to keep stuff out of it
1: i think the uh i think we watched a the documentary where they say it's to amplify the funk the smell because no, that's in, armpits but i think it was the. i think
3: that it is how it. dogs greet each other
1: dogs
2: smelling butts, butts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so why aren't women attracted to my hairy butt culturally
1: oh. we've we've
3: 'Cause you're wearing these pants all the time.
1: So if I wear
2: a skirt <laughs> if You wear a skirt and let my butt odors they, waft, will,
3: they will come come crawling.
2: I
4: haven't
3: cartwheeling ist- over to you. <laughs> That's what we've
4: been doing all along. We've <laughs> doing it
1: wrong. Alright, I'm changing the topic on you guys. Is there something better than better suited than this concrete jungle? I
2: think we just disproved the simulation. <laughs> like who in their right mind would create this simulation then, right?
1: I think back to, yeah, what we're I named. mean, unless
3: the whole point is to prove to us that they wouldn't possibly put us in such a terrible simulation.
2: I mean, it's a lot of work to create such a terrible simulation. It is.
3: And what would be the point of having us in a simulation?
2: Unless you enjoyed the suffering of simulated, concocted beings.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? like what What are the creatures that, are, that have put us in this simulation? Is it like other humans just messing with us? Is it these tic-tac? Creatures. the tic-tac motherfuckers. (laughs) Tic-tac assholes.
1: Okay, so my question is, is there something better than this concrete jungle? What I mean by that, uh, when I look at American society, the consumerism, working nine to five, all the mass shootings, I feel like something's not right.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: If I were to ask you, if I gave you a magic wand, but you can't, uh, you can't use the magic wand and just say everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. How would you build a world that's better than this concrete jungle?
3: Mm. No pressure. All right. Uh, I from am psycho- solely maybe, responsible for from this. From a
1: psychological standpoint, maybe.
3: I think
0: we oh, need just to just don't be crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, just don't be crazy. Just, <laughs> boom, <laughs> nobody's crazy. Uh, but like every, everybody's perception of what makes them happy is different, right? Everybody's perception of success is gonna be different. Everybody has a different, Mm -hmm. you know, yardstick for how they measure these things. Um, So I think just having a more well-rounded foundation helps out, you know, like we work these nine to fives, some of us, um, you know, but like for the majority of us, you know, like we work these jobs so that we can get paid So that we can eventually take time off and just go camping or something you know instead of just
2: i'm even more i I work the job so i can buy an rb sandwich yeah
3: right just so i can eat yeah um but that's what people like like you know save for and you know i can't wait to use my vacation days and i'm gonna go do something super simple out in the middle of nowhere that Uh i could be doing all the time anyway and just not have a job and just go live in the woods so i think we need to somehow reintegrate more of the simple things and the appreciation for them, mm. you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense, no, I, but like just having I, the time to, you know, making that part of just kind of our society, part of our culture that, you know, we don't work
2: be more ourselves like yourselves
3: to the bone. Yeah. Like there, I mean, they're what the four day work week.
2: I could tell you, there's, there's no few, Ford Raptors in Europe. It's just a trade-off.
3: Well, you know, they they don't have room. Their roads are like this big, <laughs> and the Raptors <laughs> like this big. Um, I'm sure Top Gear bought one over at one point. <laughs> Let's be honest.
2: Uh, there's a couple guys in Scandinavia. Yeah, they had like are in the Facebook group. And they're like, "Hello from Sweden or wherever." <laughs> Hello,
3: yeah. <laughs> Hello from Norway. <laughs> you want to buy a Lego set?
1: I agree with you, but I'm play devil's advocate. Do it if. If we were to um, appreciate the smaller things, but then we got what seems like human nature to want Instagram type things to, we want the big, we want, we want something super nice. We want the expensive thing. We want to show off and take pictures of it. Where is, how does that fit into that?
3: Yeah. I think a lot of that is just like the human competitive, like we're, we're naturally just kind of competitive right or it's it's biological for us we're we're still competing for resources even though we have them and Wait, now so the resource is attention
2: if somebody buys a fancy donut and they mm-hmm. post it on their instagram and they want a lot of people to see it and like it right is that is that some kind of competition or are they or is it sometimes people just want to share the joyous things in their life
3: i think a lot of times that it is the attention yeah you know it's look at this amazing donut that I'm having. Even if that's not like the conscious drive. Yeah. I think it is. Because if you really just want to like, I genuinely want to share this moment, you're going to like split that donut with somebody and just have it and not make a public thing about it.
1: Or buy a normal do- donut.
3: Or just buy a dozen normal donuts for the same price and you know.
1: No, no. I mean,
2: it's, I can understand most people wanting a fancy donut. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a choice between a dozen regulars and a, the best, you know, an amazing looking donut.
3: Creme brulee donut. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I could box. see. Yeah.
1: Shout out pink box. We don't have a sponsorship yet. If you want to sponsor us, just let me know. <laughs> we can Does put, it put a box of donuts donuts.
2: on every show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, is there an element of wanting to share the good things in my life with other people?
3: I think there is. Um, and like the, the avenue that you do that, the way you go about that, mm-hmm. you know, like there's the humble brag.
2: Yeah, is yeah, a thing. What, and what is do you it, define as though? Like I gave donuts to a homeless person?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like, like something like that. Or, you know, and you're not just making the gesture. You're telling the world about it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. giving
1: money to charity and then making yeah. a big deal of it. Maybe yeah. that's your. Like, like
3: I have this friend and, and, you know, he does a lot of generous things. Mm-hmm. But he makes sure that everybody knows. I did this generous thing. Look at my wife feeding stray animals. She's so generous. Post hashtag hashtag. You know, so it's it's the act is there and that's cool, but there's also the look at me. Is it
2: better to have the attention whore philanthropist (laughs) than none at all?
3: I mean, I guess if if we must have attention whores, let there be (laughs) philanthropy behind it instead of just you know the the butt enhancing yoga pants that I hate. (laughs) <laughs> you know the scrunchy butt yoga pants? I don't know. That's Boys. That are like Brazilian all over cut? the... Is it, is?
1: is it called the Brazilian cut? No, they're just like... They no, have like the dimples pubes.
3: all over them. Oh, oh. And they're supposed to like... If you don't have an ass, make it look like you have an ass. And they they hmm. don't.
2: Yeah. I'm don't not know. into big butts. I cannot lie. Just cannot
3: lie. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> cannot lie about it. I well, like butts. But I come from
2: a, like a... I don't know. I come from a... A view that athletic is sexy. So the more athletic somebody is, the the more attractive that is. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is like a track and field hurdler, that's a lot more attractive to me than somebody with an abnormally large butt. Because if I see a big butt, I just see fat that is collected on your butt.
3: He just keeps going back to this. <laughs> having a dry spell here. <laughs> no, this is, what, this is what men think about all the time. <laughs> it's 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 all skirts and butts and yeah. cartwheels. Yeah, skirts.
2: I was thinking of a naked butt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not, not yoga pants or okay.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, yoga pants are great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the scrunchy ones is what we're talking about here. What's, what's the scrunchy?
2: Okay, so it, makes, it enhances the butt.
3: That's the cell, which okay. it doesn't. I mean, if you don't have an ass, you don't have an ass. No amount of scrunches anywhere is going to make you grow an ass. Okay, That happens in the gym,
4: whatever. Yeah,
3: that's just me.
2: What were we talking about before that? I, I or totally were we forgotten. talking about before butts? I, to, I totally No, I, so. I,
3: you were talking about, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> something. We're so easily derailed. <laughs> I know, man. Let's, let's just talk about Legos again. This really they cool no set. <laughs> uh, yeah, they really don't. Just, uh, pancakes.
2: Uh, oh, oh, attention, horror philanthropists. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, you know what's weird? I see... I I pay a little bit of attention to social media. I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram. I I feel like an older guy trying to keep up, trying to... But the interest to me is to see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm aware that there's a world around us, all these Americans, and they're spending all their time doing this stuff. So the interest to me is to try to understand what they're doing. Because obviously it's taken up a lot of their time and energy is it something as simple as vanity i mean the great irony of it is they're using the cutting edge technology of mobile microprocessors in your pocket that communicate with satellites is, is it literally a bleeding edge technology You're using it to do something like posting a picture of your donut mm-hmm. so that's fascinating to me to try to understand the behavior and i think what i'm seeing now is people that post on social media all the time because they see other people doing it and they're just doing what they think they're supposed to do. They're doing what other people do. Yeah. It almost seems mindless in that they have no intention other than to just do what other people do.
3: Yeah. Like when you, I don't know, I'm sure most people have this like friend that you go out to dinner with and they have to take pictures of the meal. Like, like you're not allowed to eat your meal before I take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just, it's so ingrained. That's just like I have to share this piece of my life, you yeah. know. And then we have the other friend that goes, "Nobody gives a shit about what you're eating." Mike, you're correct there.
2: So is it just as basic as that person wants attention?
3: I think it kind of is. I mean, that's that's the way of communicating your life with people. That's that's the connection. Hmm. That's the form of connection for some people. Yeah. You know, I always feel weird posting stuff because I'm like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Like, nobody cares (laughs) what I ate for dinner. Uh, Nobody, like, you know, but then people do, and I don't know. I have a weird relationship with social media.
2: uh, The one I remember from today was a dude I used to work with. Uh, I never saw him as an old dude, but his daughter just uh, graduated high school. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. That dude's old enough to have a daughter that, yeah, I guess he is that old. He's late 30s, Mm. and uh, I'm assuming whatever. But, uh, so he was so happy and he wanted to share that his daughter finished high school. Yeah. So is that a healthier sharing?
3: I would say, yeah. I mean, it's, there's still a degree of attention seeking, right? Yeah. Cause I want everybody to know that this is what's going on in my life. And I don't think that that's a, always a bad thing. Yeah. Cause again, that's just connecting with other people and you know, so, you have so, all these people that you knew from back in the day, and it's not like you go out to dinner and catch up all the time. So that's your way of catching up. Yeah. You know, and it's more just we all just kind of like push it out on the table instead yeah. of like asking other people what's going on.
2: But, but if, if somebody's daughter gets a DUI, you don't post that, right?
3: Usually not. I mean, some families <laughs> with a different sense of humor might <laughs> toss that mugshot <laughs> on there and be like, oh, little Janie's first arrest. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at her go.
2: Okay, right. so then did we establish that social media? Social media, you typically post positive things. Is that is that a rule? Is
1: that a social well, positive because it gets attention?
4: Well, yeah, I, I think guess.
3: there is a positivity bias, right? Because a lot of because it, it's a reflection of your life, and you want that to look good, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's people with like very unhealthy attachments that put up the like sigh, you know, like, like what? Th- they'll just put up a post that says like sigh or yeah. like, you know, oh, things are tough or, you know, just kind of something generic. Don't ask me about my day. Yeah, to probe with stuff like that, which is unhealthy and annoying. Uh, um,
2: oh, can we literally say from a mental health perspective that that's
3: It is super unhealthy. Yeah. Like, okay. Cuz I've seen people and do annoying. that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: And
3: fucking annoying. It is cuz it, it is. It's just it's I want you to ask me what's wrong. Yeah. You know, instead of just being an adult and saying Hey, you know what? I had a shit day. Hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, yeah. like that has more emotional maturity than just being like, sad, gasp.
2: <laughs> That's our, part right. of the entertaining drama of our lives, right? Right?
3: Yeah.
1: All right. We're going to go do the final questions. I think you're the first guest to do a, uh, a part three. So you get the first. Do I get like a hat or something? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Three-timer.
3: Three-time champion. <laughs> Getting donuts.
1: First question, what is the meaning of life?
3: Procreation. I don't know. There is none. To get probed. <laughs> I'll
1: buy
4: you donuts anytime. <laughs> you. <No. laughs>
3: Buying donuts and then you get probed? <laughs> sounds like a deal. It's not it a requirement. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> so, uh, Let me sec- trim first. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is cream filled. All right. Going too far. Going too far. Second
1: question, give me a story of achievement
3: story of achievement oof. and i
1: think when i wrote this this means a story of y- of one of your achievements I my
3: own achievements yeah. i don't know i made it through the day without crapping myself <laughs> not that that's a normal thing but you know we're, we're looking for gratitude sometimes you Just gotta wait till update. you
1: get 75 years old that's gonna be a daily <laughs> exactly. thing exactly <laughs> like this won't always
3: be a, have you ever crapped your given. pants as an adult <laughs> yeah
2: like out of like you were scared shitless or
3: no it was a shark more like medical issues oh okay you know probably i think i
2: sharted a couple of years ago i probably have that
3: seems at a at a <laughs> conversation I gotta go home now. <laughs> i've had this conversation more than Part once with uh, like one of my patients yeah. you know because they, they take a lot of risks in their lives you know abusing <laughs> drugs and whatnot oh, okay. and some of them you know do have gambling disorders and yeah um one kid was like, you know, I, I I make a lot of gambles with my life, but I will never gamble on a fart. <laughs> and I was like, that is some wise words there. Hold never it. gamble on a fart. Hold
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> So that's your answer. <laughs> okay,
3: okay. I'm looking for you. something more.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I know you're looking for deep stuff today. I came in kind you of want with to an empty tank. Simple things in life. You didn't what show what your was pants today. what was the question? <laughs> Give me a story of achievement. <laughs> do, you, do
2: you have any achievements that you're especially um,
3: proud of? Yeah, a lot of times, like this has been kind of my recent thing. Uh, yeah, getting all personal now. Mm. Um, get in there. Like, just being frustrated, you know, just as a person who is starting to notice the effects of aging, you know, on my body, and, you know, tick, tick with the clock going on and stuff. And, you know, looking at some of my friends being like, oh, I'm not as successful as they are. I don't have the things that they have, you know. Um, and taking a moment to just kind of pause and like look at my own life and be like, you know what? I I bought my own house. Nobody helped me out with it at all. I own one vehicle outright and a quarter of another one you know Mm -hmm. nobody's helped me out with that so just being able to achieve things on my own without all the things that I've been told I need to have like parents helping you out with money having a husband to help you out with money stuff like that so So that's something I've been reflecting on
2: collecting material assets
3: fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah I love my car man well
2: because a European (laughs) would be very happy in a little apartment right yeah and drinking small cups of coffee.
3: Yeah, and with fancy cheeses. I mean, I do like my cheese. <laughs>
2: Have you had Irish cheddar?
3: Yeah, the coastal I, Irish cheddar.
2: I don't know if it was coastal or
3: not. Yeah, there's there's this nice like coastal white cheddar. I mean, it's an it's Ireland, Irish, so maybe most of Ireland. Dublin style <laughs> cheddar.
1: Uh, one thing to just add randomly to that, I think the uh, collecting of assets and stuff. The thing that I feel that it. Uh, when I look at my bank account and or my fan- financial situation it gives me a lot less stress I think I, if I was the normal American living up to debt up to my eyes and mm-hmm. I feel that would be so stressful I wouldn't want to have I wouldn't want to live that yeah life yeah so I'm imagining I'm guessing by your story I'm guessing that also means you probably have hopefully less stress in your life.
3: Yeah, well, and I mean, I haven't made a lot of the dumb financial mistakes. I mean, I've made some dumb financial mistakes, but like, <laughs> like I'm not in credit card debt up to my eyeballs. Oh, yeah, you know, like yeah. the, the car I own, like I paid cash for it. I bought that thing, had it delivered. That was really cool. Nice, And that felt really good that I was able to be like, hey, I want that thing. Mm-hmm. I've worked my ass off for a while. I deserve to have fun. My license plate says fun. Like that's what I can do. And Wait, your license plate says fun, funny. I was going to get it said we, but it was taken. Uh, <laughs> is, is our mic too far away?
2: Is uh, it cut, no? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. If you could, we're going to scoot you a little. My up. license
3: plate number is. No, no, no. It says funny, fun, <laughs> Funning. Funning. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's like winning. Yeah. But okay. more fun. Um, Next question. <laughs> yeah.
1: Give me. No, what we,
2: oh, okay. uh, go ahead.
3: <laughs> he wants to like make model. Where is it located? No, 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 no not about the the car.
2: Uh, I think you were saying you were looking at your peers a little bit and measuring success against your peers.
3: Yeah, I have a bad habit of doing that. So you, but I also this? haven't had some of the helping steps along the way that some of them have. Mm, yeah, you know, like I, like I have a friend that he owns his house outright, and that's really cool. I would love to own my house outright. Yeah, um, but you know, my dad worked for the phone company. My mom was a school teacher. They right. weren't in a position to help me out with that along the way. Yeah. Um, but I am also not in debt up to my eyeballs. Yeah. The only things that I owe are my house, most of a car and student loans.
2: So is, is it wise to say that in general, you don't want to be keeping up with the Joneses? You don't want to be comparing to others because we all start at different places.
3: You mean like in general, is it healthy to not compare ourselves to others? Yeah. I would say yes and no. Oh, Um, because we are social creatures, right? So kind of like what we were talking about before, like that's how we we have our own measuring stick of like, am I staying within my social box of normalcy by comparing ourselves to others?
2: So if I get successful, I should let other people know?
3: I mean, you have your face on the side of your vehicle. So there's (laughs) that. That's advertising. (laughs) But you also, I mean, you have a different truck than last time I was here, so that's a symbol of success.
1: Do I? Uh, no, that the that um his girlfriend's truck and then his girlfriend's truck is the uh, a white um Nissan. His yeah. truck is the blue.
3: Didn't you have another? Didn't you have a different truck though? No, I Maybe just put not. the magnets on
1: anybody's truck. Though. Just but anybody
3: that's parked over there. <laughs> and you're everybody. like, hey. Yeah. Oh, his. <laughs> My he, I
1: think last time, um, uh, he, he he Emmett had his magnets on her truck also. Yes. Okay. He was forcing her to drive around with this face on it. <laughs> she didn't like that. Prove your love to me. It's was, it was crimping her style.
2: <laughs> no, it's literally advertising. Well, it and also work. you
3: wrote like she taken on her window. So that was kind of rude. Really <laughs> you know? By this guy. <laughs> I have extra
2: magnets if anybody wants to drive them around for me.
3: Cool. That's all right. I brought a rental today. You can stick my that I don't care.
2: We'll <laughs> leave it on there and yeah. see how
3: long it lasts. See what they do with it.
2: Uh, no, so I've always looked at life not in comparison to others because so obviously we all have different starting points and different advantages yeah. so i think more importantly how far did you get with what with the hand you were dealt right yeah is that a healthier yeah. way to look? I, at it?
3: I i do think that's a healthier way to look at it you yeah. know like what what am i doing for me am i achieving my own version of success mm-hmm. um, i think looking at peers also can help give us motivation and let us think outside the box you know, if, if I've only grown up and I've only thought of this mm-hmm. certain thing as success, but I look at my friend and they have this thing and I'm like, well, that might be something to aspire to also. Oh. I think in a healthy way that that can help motivate us and give us new ideas.
2: Is it mentally healthy to aspire to not work?
3: I think so. Yeah.
2: Okay. Just <laughs> make sure I'm not going off the deep end.
3: <laughs> it's mentally healthy to be lazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Next question. Give me a story of regret. Whoa.
3: Sharting. <laughs> that was medical. <laughs> Whatever but, I, well, I ate. I still <laughs> that. regret that the third donut I had today. Uh, discussing women's fashion with Emmett. Uh, <laughs> regrets are coming back. So are, are bell bottoms. Are there's, there's a lot of regrets. Like there's... Yeah, there's always a lot of regrets. And and I think just for my own mental well-being, I try not to think about them so much as, you know, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Instead of just like, let me learn from that, you know, and and that takes a lot of practice to do, you know, that's Mm. the stuff that wakes us up at like three in the morning, like, oh God, that time in eighth grade, when, you know, how could things be different? Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't, I, I think, I try to look at mistakes that I've made in the past and things that I regret in the past, and be like, okay, just don't do that again. You know, don't make that mistake again, or learn from that, do it differently.
2: Are, are you walking around with a bunch
1: of regrets, Lim? Um, I think I've gotten better as I gotten older um, to try to think of what that mistake was, why I made it, and then try to grow from it. Um, but I do, I think. Um, I think there's two sides on that coin. I think that I'm, I feel like I'm a better human than most people because I do that. Meaning, yeah, I would agree with that. If I made a mistake, uh, doing some, um, treating someone wrong or taking more than I should have later on, later on, if that situation comes up again, I'm much better to Mm. not make that mistake where I see so many people of all walks of all life, all uh, whether America or Vietnam, where they just, they don't think about. They keep buying the uh, Starbucks Rappuccinos? <laughs> yes, <laughs> keep doing the same thing. <laughs>
3: no regrets. <laughs> no regrets.
1: Um, I would I would say when I was younger, I think I I uh, dwelled too much on it. Oh.
2: so what would be a biggest regret, like a career mistake or a relationship mistake, or because um, I think a regret implies that. You should have made a different choice and you should have known better. Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Because for me, when I look back, I generally made the best choice I could at the time. I mean, I have a new perspective and more information and more life now. So looking back, I could say I wish I had done things differently, but I don't have regret in the sense of me at that time wasn't reckless or, or whatever. Me at that time thought he was doing a good thing.
3: Yeah. But you having the knowledge that you have now maybe would have made a different decision. Yeah. To me, it's more
2: then. like I would have gotten a finance degree instead of accounting. Yeah. But do I regret getting an accounting degree? I mean, it's not like
1: it's keeping me up at night. Yeah. Uh, mine's, my stories mostly is at, usually at the cost of others. Whether, so the biggest one I could probably think about is a certain uh, ex girlfriend where back when I was younger, I was more hot-headed i'm much more mm-hmm. laid back or i'm more calm nowadays than back then so i regret that relationship a lot a lot of the things that the way i said things to her the way you had fiery passion uh fiery passion and fiery words fiery asshole <laughs> yeah 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 a <laughs> uh, hairy i'm oh, sorry just asshole. Hairy, fiery asshole. <laughs> um, so when i think about that i regret the way i treated her oh. uh, i didn't like it's, I'm not, I, I didn't like beat her or anything, but the words I said, I, I felt that they were pretty harsh. That it, uh, I probably shouldn't have said those There's things. a gal
2: I regret staying with too
1: long. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you feel like having that experience and looking back on it, that you learned valuable things about yourself that you may not have otherwise learned?
1: Definitely. Um, uh, and some of those characteristics are very tough to even get past, meaning I think some of those characteristics, I don't know if it stemmed from the way my mom treated me when I was younger. Definitely. Um, so how do uh, when I reflect on that, I try to be a better person. Um, but some of it's really hard cause it's like ingrained into the personality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, I guess I regret those things. I try to move on. I try to realize why I did, did that, but it's still tough. Sometimes I still see those characteristics from time to time they are, or they're more mellow, but they still happen. Yeah. Lim's the kind of guy that will now, like, go reach out and try to apologize to that ex. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done that. I, that ex, uh, I think, uh, was uh, four... Shoot, I don't remember now. I want to say it was uh, three years ago. When, went to say sorry, and it, it was, like, 40 minutes of me just crying. It was terrible. Crying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah I just said, sorry, I treated you so bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. it's um, I mean, depressing. Just, yeah, yeah. Is
2: that mentally cool. healthy?
1: I mean...
3: I mean, I think having the, <laughs> you're like, <laughs>
2: is that sissy stuff? Okay. <laughs> you really want me to say something about like you being unstable.
0: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> you're <often>. unhealthy. <laughs>
2: no, could America learn? Could people out there on the internet? Well, this- yeah.
3: I mean, I think that that's a, especially men in Western society have a very difficult time being humble and acknowledging mistakes and being emotionally vulnerable. So I think that's a very healthy thing to do. More than being obsessed with your hairy butthole and skirts, <laughs> I'm just angry but, about it. Just angry about it. Well, I think there's another emotion underneath that umbrella of anger.
2: No, look. If there's a simulator, fuck you. If there's a God that designed us in His, in his image, fuck you. <laughs> no. This is silly. It's.
3: <laughs> Why do I have a hairy butthole?
2: Yeah, it's stupid. It's it's getting worse with age too. If that helps.
3: It, it just migrates. I'm getting hairier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It migrates from yeah. where you want it to where you don't.
2: Speaking of the effects of aging, <laughs> I'm continuously getting new hairs in places yeah. uh, that I didn't
1: used to. You got 12 minutes, three questions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think about death? Do you fear it?
3: I fear not living enough before mm-hmm. death you know like i mean it's it's gonna come whatever one way or another so we should all so do something fucking wild screw, right now. yeah <laughs> like, we're all going streaking <laughs> um, <That was> <laughs> i i think the fear is getting to the point where i'm like suddenly on death's door and realizing like i haven't done all the things that i could do if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah
2: you have a bucket list that you have to hit
3: not really like i never really have had a bucket list yeah. but like there are definitely like a few things that i would like to experience what's next which i guess ayahuasca is a bucket list. i don't even know what that is
2: it's when you go to south america somewhere and you lick toads until you hallucinate uh,
1: god there's there's a dmt uh frog soup oh. oh, oh, i yes, mean sometimes
3: i get like when it rains heavy i get like frogs in the pool <laughs> It's a special frog. I don't know. I mean, this is a chlorinated frog. I don't know if that would.
2: (laughs) You got to boil it into magic stew.
1: A lot of people say it's an out-of-body experience where you also experience death. Something the the DMT in your system overflow, or just it's a lot of it, and then I think people experience what it could feel like when you're about to die.
3: But how would you know?
1: I don't
2: know. That's (laughs) how they explain it. How would they? I, I think they've been primed because they've been told ahead of time what what's going to happen this is what you're going to experience and yeah like how would
3: you know what it feels like to die your life they're
2: interpreting it in that frame right yeah in that mold
3: could be interesting i mean i was thinking like see the northern lights but whatever Mm, that's a thing too so whatever
2: all right next (laughs) would you take a trip to the northern
3: lights (laughs) to the lights yes yeah into the lights like
2: you would go to alaska or wherever
3: yeah or like you know finland Inland Nordic places.
1: Next question: Do you think cryptocurrency will be around in 15 years? Why or why not?
3: I'm gonna go with yeah because you said so, and you're (laughs) the expert, according to me. (laughs) And I hope at least I get my stuff out of wherever (laughs) it's been by then. If I can get my money back, if I can just get that like 40 bucks back, I'll be excited.
2: Oh, is it literally 40 bucks? I don't. I have no idea. (laughs) No, did you put in 40 bucks? Years ago? Is this was
3: like four or five years ago. I have no idea okay. how much I put in.
2: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, awesome. Cool. No, what I mean <laughs> is even if it was 40 bucks, it's probably multiplied since then.
3: I would hope so. Yeah. I know I bought at least one Litecoin. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was like around 100 bucks at the time.
2: So, oh, yeah. So you I have at know. least 100 bucks of Litecoin. Because it hasn't moved. Good choice. I was
3: like, I got Ethereum, Bitcoin, oh, Litecoin. Know.
2: Litecoin hasn't grown the in value. Smart no, it choices. Have gone up. They oh, all, okay. they've all
1: gone up.
3: By like two dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're rich.
1: All right, Final Book your trip. <laughs> <laughs> final question. Have you ever had a scary dream? If so, what were they? Uh, what was it? And then how many have you had in your life?
0: Woof.
3: That's a really weird question. <laughs> i don't know i mean i Do you or have just
1: a, you have scary dreams Do you scary have scary dreams? dreams and about how many
3: I, I i don't know i rarely remember my dreams too much afterwards i just yeah. have like weird dreams like if i eat something before i go to bed i have these really weird vivid dreams and they usually involve like some kind of quest um Whoa. and then i remember them for like five minutes and i'm like and you were wait, there wait, and there was like a llama and
2: if you eat flaming hot cheetos at 11 30 p.m <laughs>
3: You Just go on a mythical quest? All kinds quest? of weird, weird things happening. <laughs> Is it
1: a medieval
3: yeah. quest or? <laughs> all over the place. There's, I don't know. My cat's usually there. I don't know. Your or my cat dog.
2: joins you on your quest? He does. He's, he's a little <laughs> adventure. had cat a, for a
3: long time. We've been through some shit together.
2: <laughs> I think in the fantasy world, that makes it a familiar. Mm. An animal that accompanies mm-hmm. you.
4: Yeah.
1: So this question kind of came up to me because uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking with Emmett and some cousins and whatnot, and they... Some of us said that we had scary dreams one of one of them said he has dream, scary dreams all the time that wake him up I, in every possible way that you can die he's probably dreamed it hmm. um, I've had probably about I'm gonna guess between seven to ten scary dreams where I wake up like uh, either yelling or something hmm. um, to me none of those none of those I feel like they don't make sense to me I feel if I had a psychologically address it i think it's just i've seen some scary movies and it just somehow and I, I think the last one we did with uh isaac where i talked about that scary red uh yeah. red samurai i found i think i found the exact movie where it came from and there's a scary samurai in that movie mm-hmm. the only difference is in my dream he was red in that movie it was like kind of black or whatever um it was like the same exact scene racist uh, <laughs> so um I was really surprised when I think Emmett, Marielle were there saying, and Steve, I think three of them said, no, they don't really have scary dreams ever. Because I I don't watch samurai movies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where this came from.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different theories on like dreams, how they come about, what they mean Um, from my understanding and I guess the theory that I would most support is this is unless it's some kind of reliving traumatic experience, it's Mm. just kind of like your brain. That's the part of the sleep cycle where your brain is just like the little secretary's out and she's just filing stuff. So a lot of stuff is like what happened during the day. And then, Oh, this memory that's over here that never really got put where it was supposed to be. And this stuff that's just kind of always there. And it Mm. just kind of like jumbles and gets flashed up on the screen as it's getting sort where it needs to go. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, and I I know that I used to have like scary dreams all the time when I was just a person that was less confident with myself. Mm. I guess. Oh. Um, I used to have a lot of like like the persecutory dreams where you're being chased, and I, one recurring that I had when I was younger, um, and interestingly, this was before I had my back injury, was that somebody was chasing me around with like a butcher knife, and yeah. they were always trying to stab me in the middle of the back, mm. and Wait, I would isn't wake that a up big like
2: rectangulars. Thing? That's cleaver knife. Cleaver?
3: Okay. Yeah. Like the, you know, What's your knife, is a chef's knife. Like? Yes. Okay. Stabby stab. Gotcha. It'd be weird for somebody chasing you around with cleaver like that not like this. You know? <laughs> you're an inefficient assassin. Yeah. You're cleaving wrong. <laughs> Made it extra scary. Cause I was like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Sorry, but I would that's... have that, like that dream all like frequently of being chased and like stabbed in the middle of the back. Oh, and this was like years before I actually had an injury in the middle of my back, which is weird. Hmm. But
2: so have you never had it since your back injury?
3: I want to maybe once or twice Oh. Okay. Um, and I'll just kind of wake up like spasming, which is weird.
4: Well, I'm yeah. going to
3: start like tweaking now, just thinking about it. <laughs> just like, We're oh, stop deep. stasming me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a lot of scary dreams anymore, unless you consider like the pee dream scary, you know, and you wake up and you're like, oh, did I pee? Oh, no. Uh, because in your dream you peed. So you wake up and you're like, did I?
2: No, it's good. You're waking you yourself check... up to go pee.
3: Hopefully. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've had one of that
4: yet. No,
0: I've had I drink one. a lot of water throughout the day. So I, I had one. Where
1: my uh, ex girlfriend was in the room, and I was dreaming that I was having. It felt so good to fart, <laughs> and I woke up, and she was like laughing at me. She's like. Last night, you were farting like crazy. You had like a parade
4: going on. (laughs) Fart parade. (laughs) I've
3: actually woke myself up because I farted so loud in my sleep before. I know. Can she get sexier? (laughs) Yeah. And then like the cat's just looking at me like, rude. That doesn't happen a lot, but you know. I would say the
2: recurring butcher knife dream counts as scary, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, it was scary at the time. Yeah. And just kind of weird, like. But and I think it, that that's a, like a self-esteem thing, you know, like when, when,
2: have you found as you get less fearful of the world, then you have less scary dreams?
3: I would say, yeah. Cause I, but I also like, we have this negativity bias, right? So I would say like, as a kid, I had a lot more scary dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, is that actually true? Or is that just what I'm remembering? Because I just remember the scary stuff more. Mm. Um, but I was definitely, I mean, I was not a self-assured person as a kid. So always having dreams of being like chased and attacked selfish? and self-assured. Oh, self-assured. Yeah.
2: Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> so we're trying to be self assured
3: Yes. Yeah, self assured <laughs> Okay. More of the selfish. Got it.
1: That's really interesting that you said the, uh, that segment yeah. and then earlier being more confident and or less uh, self, uh, self-conscious that the dreams, the bad dreams were less. I think that's interesting. Yeah.
3: I mean, and I could be totally wrong with that. And I just don't remember my dreams mm. anymore or things that I would otherwise perceive as scary. I'm just like, nah, that's
0: weird.
2: Do you ever yeah. take melatonin?
3: I did for a little while. Um, I didn't really find it helpful.
2: Oh, I I think there's some correlation with, uh, if melatonin helps you sleep a little deeper, you get wackier dreams or remember them more. Mm. Something like that. I
0: don't
4: know.
1: When I was uh, on oxycontin for the the foot pain, Oof, the dreams were super quickly. vivid. The colors, holy crap! The like in dreams, you don't at, at least for me, I don't remember colors at all. But when I woke up, I remembered all the colors. Remember the red samurai? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a even then that was like a a, a pale red. It wasn't a bright.
0: was <laughs> a lame ass red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boring red. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Call it? And gentlemen. Should we right. call this an official end. Thank <laughs> you so, right. so much.
2: <laughs> Goodbye, worlds.
1: We'll see you on the next one.
2: <laughs> oh, there's a next time. Good.